the next two hours. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. everybody welcome to the wrestle talk podcast that's right ladies and gentlemen and we got a heck of a show lined up for you tonight and let's go ahead and get my uh co-host in here for the night the one the only the big sexy chris rodell what's up hoss it's a uh, episode 368 we're part we're gonna party all night long got a great show just heard some good things we got two great guests uh we got some big things in wrestling to talk about from this week uh how's everything going for you anything anything exciting happened this weekend any big shows you go to no not much lined up this weekend but uh you know it's Sometimes it's just nice to have time to relax. Right. After having two shows, I had two shows the week before on a Friday night and a Saturday, a Sunday night. Um, the only thing I had to do this weekend was a wedding to go to. But other than that, I didn't do anything. I, I, rela- I relaxed. So, you know, and was catching up on some re- wrestling news. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good show. Uh, you can check us out at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Jump in our chat, you know, uh, we're we're very interactive. We'll put your we'll put your messages up there. Uh, just make sure they they don't suck. And you know, uh, and if we bring you on, if we do happen to bring you on, we will uh, you know, just make sure that you have a good connection and that you bring something really hard and you hit it fast and you don't take too long. That's all we gotta ask, right, Hoss? That's right. And uh, let's go ahead and hit our sponsors here real quick. You know, because we couldn't be here without our sponsors. We've got uh, Everything Combat, and actually I have a little, look, I was bringing all the gimmicks today. There we go. Ah, okay, there we go. (laughs) All right, we got Everything Combat, Kincaid Arcade, Esports Bar Kansas City, Interstate 70 Sports Media. Royal Mills Transportation, if you're ever in the Kansas City area and you need uh, transportation, be sure to hit up Royal Mills Transportation. Painter Dream Productions, who actually helps us out with our website and everything. So, you know, head on over to WrestleTalkPodcast.com and check out our website, courtesy of Painter Dream Productions. Me Fiesta Rentals, if you're in the Kansas City area and you or having a party or any type of big event, go ahead and hit up Me Fiesta Rentals. They'll be able to help you out with that. Also, we have Rathbun Engraving, who takes care of our Wrestle Talk podcast mugs. Somewhere there. There we go. Mm-hmm. 
You know, bar quality mugs, they're towed up longer than a t-shirt, that's for sure. 20 bucks, you get your name engraved on it, you know, just hit us up, we'll, we'll hook you up with one. And, uh, of course, the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, the FWWC. So we wouldn't be here without them, so we want to thank all of them for you know, being here with us throughout the years and everything. So without them, we would be, we would be nothing. So, I mean, each one of them helps us in a different way. Uh, so, I mean, and, and those Rathworth engraving glasses, they're really nice. So, you know, everyone, everyone talks about how it makes the drinks taste a little, just a little bit better. So, all right. Well, you know what time it is now, don't you, Chris? Oh, is it time for the national anthem? Are we going to honor our country? That's right. All right, let me get break my flag out here. Break the flag out. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are wearing a, a hat, please remove your hat, place your hands over your heart, and honor the best damn country around, and that's America, damn it. Oh, 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 can you just always doesn't that always bring a tear to your eye every week that you hear that i mean it gets better it gets better every week i think you know i'm i'm just hoping that one of these weeks he will actually make it you know yeah he's gonna make it up to he he says he's gonna make it up to us but i think that clip's like years old so i mean (laughs) (laughs) so so uh, all right yeah so like we got a great show we got a great show we got two great guests coming up uh, from someone's gonna be on talk about Celeb Fest th- three. Chad Clark from IPO Sports Marketing is gonna be here. Uh, apparently, Celeb Fest three is coming up in just a little bit. Uh, you know a little bit more about that than I do, Haas. Uh, what tell us about the because you've been to the other ones, haven't you? Uh, I actually went to Celeb Fest two. I was okay. there with uh, Nightmare Jones. We were there. I'm sorry, we were there uh, repping the Russell Talk podcast and. You know, we had a blast, and I know Nightmare Jones was at, at the uh, first Celeb Fest. So, you know, and we're looking forward to Celeb Fest 3. Um, so, and I know that will be taking place. I know there was just an announcement dropped about it, but I, I'm going to let Chad We'll let Chad talk uh, about that, that. Yeah. So, for sure, though, we're, we're going to let you know. Celeb Fest 3, February 6th at La Font Blue from 12 to 4 with MCW Pro Wrestling follows uh, the Celeb Fest. Again, this this one. So and it's in, And that's in the Baltimore area, right? That is correct. Okay. So, you know, it's a good time. Uh, there is a chance the Night Owl might be out there, I think. I don't know for sure. Don't quote me on that. But you know, there there is a chance. So well, Chad Chad Clark's gonna join us in our about seven just in just a little bit. We got high spots to do, but then in our second hour, we've got the boss Bo Ross is gonna be back with the Russell Talk podcast. So uh, we got two great guests. It seems like it's gonna be a great show. Uh so Hoss, 
you want to just go ahead and dive right into it because we got we probably got some things to talk about in our high spot segment. So let's go ahead. So let's and let's go ahead and hit that hit music. My check, my check. Yeah. All right, all right. spots another good segment uh but but i'd be remiss if i did not welcome to the podcast or another one of our co-hosts he is the media director of dynamo pro Re- wrestling my boss uh so i guess i gotta talk good about him here in the next couple of hours <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen please welcome st louis legend luke roberts luke how's it going tonight chris you're flattering me i mean again it's one of those Great night of professional wrestling. We're going to be talking to Chad Clark from IPO Sports Marketing in just a few minutes. We've also got the boss, Bull Ross, on the show. And you know what? I was just thinking about some. I know we got some big news to talk about in high spots, but you know something, uh, Haas? We were talking earlier on. You're talking about Celeb Fest 3. I think a theme of threes tonight, because right here in my hand, and we're going to be announcing it during the eight o'clock hour here tonight, is the official tournament brackets for Wrestle Madness 3. I've got them right here in my hand. And later tonight here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, we will be talking about Wrestle Madness 3, which will be coming up later in the month of but November. the question is, will Joe be able to use his golden ticket on Demolition during this tournament? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Demolition's definitely oh, okay. not in this okay. tournament. We're going to be talking about this time a very special topic, the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Uh, was brought up uh, as a part of Wrestle Madness 2 as to what the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast would like to see for Wrestle Madness 3. And Chris, you brought it up earlier. We want to say a special thank you to all of our great sponsors, but also a very special thank you to all the great listeners of the Wrestle Talk uh, podcast, the Wrestle Talk podcast family, also without whom the Wrestle Talk podcast doesn't go strong now for almost 370 episodes. And Chris, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there because it's been all over the news wires well, this before, week. Before before you do that, I want to send a shout out to uh, Shaft. He's uh he's joining us on the he's joining us listening tonight from outside the rings STL. So I want to give him a quick shout out. So I know what you're going to talk about. And that was going to be my first one because usually we start with a main WWE or AEW topic so go ahead and uh i, I well, at least i think i know where you're gonna go with this so what, well, is, say, what is the biggest wrestling story that you think of the of the past week well i gotta tell you one thing too chris and you put a shout out to shaft who's listening in and watching it on the show tonight i also have to give a shout out it's a very special shout out i know chris knows hoss i talked to you about earlier and uh just a couple days ago about it um tonight's a very special night for me uh because tomorrow i'll be celebrating my 20th wedding anniversary and um, like I said, I want to say a very special shout out to my wife who's watching the program tonight as well. Um, Chris, I know that you've had an opportunity to spend many times uh, having conversations with my wife throughout many you, Dynamo you, Pro you, events. You, usually making fun of you. <laughs> well, at times that is true. But uh, again, I want to send a very special shout out to my wife 20 years tomorrow. Um, speaking of which, while we're at it, uh, again, the big news in the world of professional wrestling, Ring of Honor 
taking a hiatus after Final Battle 2021. And the big thing besides the hiatus and the rebranding, if you will, of Ring of Honor Wrestling is the idea that they have released all of their contracted wrestlers. Uh, I did a little bit of research on it, and they said I believe everybody with contracts as of the end of March is released as a final battle. Anybody that had a contract longer than March 31st, the end of the month of March, uh, has to restructure their deal. Um, It's going to be a very unique situation. I got to tell you right now, with the pandemic, it's it's something that I don't think a lot of people were expecting. Um, I know that Sinclair Broadcasting has been a very strong supporter, and from what I've read, is going to continue to be a strong supporter of Ring of Honor Wrestling. But I got to tell you, this definitely made a lot of waves in the world of professional wrestling this week. Um, Chris, I'm going to throw it to you. What are your thoughts about this? What? I was—I guess say a monumental. Yeah, from I, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard of a company releasing all of their contracted talent at one time. You, I mean, you get surprised when the WWE after WrestleMania or whenever they do their they do their talent purge. But this is a this is throwing a whole bunch of people out on the market. Um, now some will be working with Ring of Honor through they've got a, a show coming up soon, and then they got Final Battle. Um, and then they're not, they're going to, they're going to take the, basically the sounds like they're taking the first quarter of two, 2022 off and are going to come back with super card of honor. Um, so I don't know. And apparently I did read that Sinclair was going to, they're going to do, they're going to pull stuff from their archives to put on their, sh- so they have a show every week. Um, but I believe Sinclair is probably hurting the Bally's. They, they bought Bally's the, all the Fox sports regional networks. And I don't think it's worked out the greatest for them. Um, it hasn't taken off like they wanted it to. Uh, so I'm just thinking that maybe Ring of Honor is a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're, uh, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're taking flat. They did, they did the right thing by they, during the pandemic, they did keep every, they paid everyone on their contracts, even though they weren't running shows. So you can, you can, you can be happy for that, for that. But it comes to a point that, the well dries up. You have to, and you have to rebrand. I don't know how they're going to rebrand. I don't know if they're going to go back to an older school ring of honor style. You know, I, I mean, I wasn't a big ring. I wasn't, I don't remember watching a whole lot of early ring of honor. I know Luke, you did, you, you enjoyed, you have several of the first DVDs they put out. Uh, So I just wish everybody that's there. Uh, I know we've had a couple of Ring of Honor people. Ian, the Ian Racaboni, uh, who has been on the show a couple times. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting time. So we just wish everyone at Ring of Honor good health, and hopefully you land on you land on your feet at the end of this, and whatever is going to happen. So uh, that's my opinion, Luke. What's you? What is your ultimate opinion on it? Well, well, first of all, I got to tell you right now. I mean, again, the pandemic has wreaked all sorts. It's a havoc in the world of professional wrestling. And I agree with you, Chris. I've got to give a, a very big shout out to Ring of Honor. I mean, again, they were able to produce professional wrestling content during the pandemic. And a lot of the things that Ring of Honor did during the pandemic were cutting edge. It was one of those kinds of situations where you could see what the wrestlers were doing outside of the ring. You were seeing what they were doing beyond the pandemic, what they were doing to not only take care of themselves, but to take care of their families. And Chris, you brought up the 
idea of Ring of Honor having a lot of things. I mean, again, as you can see back here in the, the Luke Roberts library, a large amount of Ring of Honor uh, DVDs, uh, proud member of Honor Club as well. Um, I can tell you right now, there are a lot of wrestlers right now who are really wondering what the future holds for Ring of Honor. I mean, you look at the idea of the Briscoes, the greatest tag team in Ring of Honor history, and are now the, I believe, the GCW Tag Team Champions. You look at wrestlers like Roxy, who just won the ROH Women's Championship. You look at wrestlers like Bandito, The Foundation, Los Ingobernales, Violence Unlimited, just to name a few. Um, to me, I think this is going to, I think it's going to bode well for Ring of Honor. I mean, Ring of Honor has always brought a different style of professional wrestling uh, to the professional wrestling fan. And when you look at wrestling like the Code of Honor and the pure wrestling matches, I got to tell you, since they brought back the pure wrestling division, uh, wrestlers like Jonathan Gresham, and others, I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan. And Chris and I, you've had you and I have had countless conversations about the pure wrestling style, right? With Jonathan and, with Jonathan Gresham, uh, I know Jonathan Gresham has wrestled Jeremy Wyatt a couple of times in in the Midwest. Uh, they've always been great matches uh, in pure wrestling matches. Uh, a lot of companies are using pure wrestling rules. Uh, Anarchy with the Jeremy Wyatt uses the pure wrestling rules most of the time. Uh, you know, with the Gateway Heritage title, it, it's just one of those things. It's just they on that they they were a leader. So mm -hmm. I, it, it's it's and from back in the day, I never watched back in the. I was like I said, I wasn't really a fan. I missed the whole CM Punk Samoa Joe era where they went, I believe, seventy five minutes in a match or something close to that. Uh, I mean. You know, it just was one of those. You you just you just really really hate to see what's going on, <laughs> and it's just. I mean, <clears throat> WWE and AEW were able to keep keep things up as well, but they have you know a whole lot. They have a whole lot more money behind them than Ring of Honor does. So, well, I got to tell you, gentlemen, I think Ring of Honor with this rebranding and whatnot, they're going to come back bigger and stronger than ever. Um, again, there are some things that we've read through the wires. We've read about Ring of Honor and how they're going to change their structures and things like that. But Ring of Honor has a great variety of professional wrestlers, um, both in the men's and women's divisions. And I got to tell you right now, when they do come back, and it's not going to be a matter of if or when, they will be back. And when they do, I think they're definitely going to make some noise in the world of professional wrestling. Now, Hoss, I got to tell you, you've had an opportunity to see a lot of professional wrestling. You're like, a, a lot of listeners, actually all the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast, and the idea that you were a fan of professional wrestling. What are your thoughts about the announcement that was made regarding the rebranding of ROH? Yeah, it, it's actually sad to see our. It's sad to see ROH. All right, we're we're having some okay. technical difficulties. You good, Austin? So, sorry about that. Um. But no, it's actually sad to see ROH taking a, a hi hiatus. You know, I actually have been to a live Ring of Honor event um, as they are, you know, based out of Baltimore, only about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour from where I am. Um, and, you know, they, they really are a great company. So I look forward to when they do come back and uh, hopefully they can retain their talent and bring them back as well. Uh, because there's going to be a lot of the talent 
that other companies are probably going to try to snatch up uh, when they go when they release from their contracts. So you know, hopefully they'll be able to retain them and bring them back. And I look forward to seeing what they do when they come back because they have been a great company this far, and I, I really do believe that they're going to do great things in the future. Well, Haas, I got to tell you right now, and, and Chris, you made a great point about it. The uh, the Ring of Honor uh, company as a whole, and I have to send a very special shout out to Ring of Honor Media. A lot of great wrestlers have had the opportunity from Ring of Honor to come onto our program. Wrestlers like, um, let's see here, Ian Riccoboni, commentator for Ring of Honor. We've had the opportunity to have Silas Young on the program. We've had uh, the Metalhead Maniac Sledge on the program earlier this year. Uh, we had an opportunity, and again, one of the very exclusive interviews, and Chris, you, you've heard about this one, the Ring of Honor podcast having a very exclusive interview with Delirious on the program. Well, that, was, again, that was probably one of the most interesting interviews you probably ever want to hear. I mean, That, that is true. I got to tell, tell you, man, the opportunity to have Joe and Renee live with Delirious was definitely a great <laughs> interview. And again, I got to tell you, 2022 – once everything happens, everything works itself out, Ring of Honor will be better for it. Um, again, a lot of changes are coming. Do we know a lot of details about it? No. But we'll tell you right now, I think that Ring of Honor is going to come back very strong in 2022. And again, if you look at it, they're leaving at final battle. They're starting back uh, as of right now with Supercard of Honor. And I'm going to tell you, there's been some great matches at Supercard of Honor and if that's going to be the relaunch of Ring of Honor, I know it's going to be an event that I'm definitely going to be looking at and seeing what the new Ring of Honor holds. Now, gentlemen, I know we're going to have Chad Clark from IPO Sports Media here in just a few minutes. I got to ask you right now, and again, this was it's been about a week now, about a week removed from NXT Halloween Havoc, hosted by, I believe it was Grayson Waller and Chucky. And I got to tell you guys, I have to say, for the most part, I think that Halloween Havoc delivered. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you, had, you, you had you had three, was it three new champions, I believe? Three new champions. You had the brand new tag team champions, Imperium winning uh, tag team gold, and Toxic Attraction doing exactly what they had claimed they were going to do, winning the women's tag team in NXT and the NXT Women's Championship. Now, granted, there were some... Some uh are you are you calling shenanigans? No, I'm not gonna call shenanigans. I'm gonna say right now, Mandy Rose had a brilliant idea. I don't know if she was behind it or not, but being able to incorporate a face from Raquel Gonzalez's past, that being the return of Dakota Kai, to wind up leading to her winning the NXT women's championship. I gotta tell you right now, and Chris Hoss, I know you've seen them all throughout the internet. It seems like in the world of professional wrestling that Chucky has always followed a couple of key wrestlers. Yeah. And as you see here, every championship changed hands except the NXT championship. And I got to tell you so, right now, so, Braun Breaker brought everything, but in the you, end, Tommaso Ciampa is showing why he's the NXT champ. Do you think that was a mistake, though, not giving Breaker the championship is it too soon for him? I mean, uh, do you want Ciampa to Ciampa to lead this new NXT temporarily? Uh, because it looks like they changed 
everything, you know, maybe Imperium and MSK was kind of, you know, uh, one for one trade. You just, you know, it, it builds up their storyline or whatever. But with Ciampa, everyone was th- everyone was pretty much thinking the breaker was going to go in there and win the title because he was the future. Uh, he's the future of NXT. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't have an answer for that. So, well, well Chris, I got to tell you right now. Just because Braun Breaker does not win one high-profile matchup doesn't mean that Braun Breaker is not the future of NXT. True. I mean, he's a he's got a great build, he's got great size, he's got an, an infinite amount of potential in the ring, and Braun Breaker's only going to get better with time. I got to tell you right now, if we see this match six months, nine months down the road, I don't know if tomorrow. Also, Champa walks out with the NXT championship. I think it was just one of those where it was his first chance. I think he honestly, he delivered everything that Tommaso Champa could take. And I really do see somewhere down the road, Braun Breaker holding championship gold in NXT. Haas, your thoughts? Oh, I agree. I believe Braun Breaker will eventually hold gold in NXT. Um, I think he's a great addition to NXT. And just look forward to seeing exactly how far he's going to go and what he's going to do. It's it's really good to see him in there. I agree. I, I think I think uh, he, his uncanny re- resemblance to his father Rick Steiner, and he talk he looks like Rick. But he talks like Scott. If you've ever he's got that Scott Steiner only he doesn't like. He makes he makes sense actually with what he talks. So I mean, I, I just I mean he he rust, it, it just it's really it's really cool to see. And, and Champa, what can you what can you say about Tommaso Champa? Tommaso Champa has been NXT through and through. I, I'm sure he's had opportunities to go up to the main roster, but he's always wanted to be uh, he's always wanted to be NXT. So well, and Chris, I got to look at here real quick too. I want to say thank you to all those who are sending us messages here. In the chat, as a part of the Russell Talk podcast tonight, got a lot of great people uh, chiming in. And one thing that was brought up, and we got just a couple minutes until Chad Clark's going to join us. And Chris, I got to tell you, in the St. Louis area, huge bombshell being dropped just a couple days ago. The NWA Championship, Wednesday, December first, being defended as Trevor Murdoch, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, defending the title against a man from his past, Attila Khan. I got to tell you right now, when I heard that, that matchup right there has a ton of possibilities. And I I can tell you, that match right there is going to be a war. And, of course, we got to give a shout-out to Herb Simmons. He put on a really great event this past Saturday in – and um, Belleville at the Belclair Fairgrounds, I believe it was. That's where it was with a two ring battle royal and all the and all the legends that were there. I seen all the pictures and everything. So shout out to him, and shout out to him for getting this because this is going to be part of a, an event at the. If I believe it's going to be at the Viking off of Watson and Lindbergh, if I'm not mistaken. I heard I heard uh, Lindbergh and or uh, Watson and two seventy for those in the St. Louis area. You know something, Chris? I'm going to tell you right now. That last week of November, early December, is going to be outstanding for professional wrestling because not only are you going to have an NWA World Championship matchup, but you're also going to have Dynamo Pro action. You're going to have uh, several other events. There's going to be like four or five big-name events 
that are going to be taking place right there after Thanksgiving. And, this and, this and, holiday and, season is going to be great. And and, and honestly, can we, can we talk about the what uh, in a couple of weeks at uh, MMWA at the South Broadway Athletic Club? They they just announced what their main event is going to be on November the thirteenth. It's and you're going to probably you might cringe at this because I know you you're not a violent person, but uh, Moondog Rover is going to defend an MMWA title against the Butcher Damian Blade in a dog collar match. Dog collar match. Well, Chris, I got to tell you right now, I think we've only had one that I can recall. I think we actually had one in Dynamo Pro uh, between, I believe it was. Uh, was it, Rick, it was, what, Ricky and Wyatt? I think it was Ricky Cruz and Jeremy Wyatt. Yeah. And I got to tell you, dog collar matches, whenever I think dog collar matches, I always think back to the legendary matchup between Rowdy Roddy Piper and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Those matches can get violent. They can get bloody. They can get very graphic. And I'm going to tell you, this matchup that you're talking about there, bringing a dog collar um, match forward, another great matchup, but definitely one of those that's going to settle the score when it comes to. I, I, can it do anything else but settle the score? I mean, I mean, St. Louis right now is big. We got we got a lot of great wrestling coming up. Um, I guess we would be remiss if we uh, didn't send a well wishes out to uh, Danhausen and Mance Warner who were injured in an event this past weekend. Um, all I got to say is just imagine if you were a doctor and you walked into a room and Danhausen is laying on the bed on the, on the, on the gurney and, uh, and a war horse is uh, sitting in the seat next to him. Uh, you probably think what you walked into, but uh, Danhausen is going to be out for a little bit. Uh, he saw the, he saw the orthopedic guy today that he does have to have surgery and Mance Warner, uh, had surgery yesterday, successful surgery. So we wish them both well. We we wish them both well because they're great competitors around the area or in the Midwest and all, all over the country, really. So, well, you know, one thing too, I'm going to go go ahead and throw a shout out too to the uh, other members of our team, Jeremy Carp, the maestro, Jeremy Carp, Interstate 70 Sports Media. We talked about him in the sponsors earlier on, and also the opportunity to uh, give a shout out, shout out to the night owl who's listened to the program as well. And again, I'm looking here at the comments. Another one too. also want to send out a, uh, a get well to Sean Vincent. As many people have seen your local wrestler, Sean Vincent also dealing with some ankle issues as well from his match with Billy McNeil. Uh, in just a few moments. We're going to have our first guest. Um, Hoss right now um, is our first guest on hold. Yes, our, our first guest is is in the backstage area, uh, waiting patiently to come on. He's actually been there uh, since before the show started, so looking forward yes. to getting him in here. So I had I had some uh, I, had, I had a little interaction with him before. Uh, so I think it's good in the in the chat. I think it's going to be a good uh, a good interview. Um, uh, Haas, do you who who wants to bring him on? Who uh, Luke? Do you want to bring him on, or you want Haas to bring him on? Um, I'll tell you what. I'll go ahead and bring him on uh, again. This is a man who's been on the Russell Talk podcast before, as we talked about earlier on. He is the owner of IPO Sports Marketing. He is a very well known man uh, in the world of celebrities and media. Uh, matter of fact, just got done with Celeb Fest two, which the Russell Talk podcast was a part of. Both Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance, as well as Hardcore Hoss were available to uh, be a part of Celeb Fest 2. And I got to tell you right now, it's an honor and a privilege, not just to have him back on the program, but to be able to interview him live and in person. Ladies and gentlemen of the WrestleTalk podcast, please welcome to the show this evening from IPO Sports Marketing, Chad Clark. Chad, welcome to the WrestleTalk uh, podcast this evening. Hey guys, how are you? 
and we're doing awesome here. You got uh, Chris Rodell, you got Hardcore Haas, and you got Luke Roberts here. Um, I got to ask you, we were talking uh, before we came on the program tonight, we we're talking about Celeb Fest 2, and, and again, from what I've heard from a lot of people all across the country, a huge success. For those that don't know about Celeb Fest, can you kind of let the uh, listeners here, the viewers, uh, know a little more about the Celeb Fest uh, event that just took place? Yeah, sure. Um, what we do is it's pretty much a wrestling convention. A few celebrities here and there signing autographs, taking pictures, uh, some merchandise vendors, uh, podcasts, you know, other sponsors and stuff like that come out, set up tables and interact with fans. And that's awesome. And for those that are uh, watching the program tonight, can you give us I know that we have a few of our um, thanks to Hardcore Hoss and uh, Nightmare Jones. We have a few pictures, some of the people that you had. Can you kind of share with the viewers some of the uh, personalities that were uh, most recently at Celeb Fest 2? Sure. We had 53 this time, but uh, we had the Iconics, Kurt Angle, um, the Steiner Brothers, Nick Gage, uh, JBL, The Godfather, Sergeant Slaughter, uh, <coughs> Chelsea Green, um, Carlito, uh, man, so many. Oh, Will Osprey. I don't know how I could forget him. Enzo Cass, uh, Eric Rowan, Callisto. The beautiful people, the Briscoe brothers. I mean, that's just what I can remember off the top of my head. But well, <laughs> that list right there. I mean, right. it's pretty much a who's who. Right. Yeah. Uh, how long does it take to put like a, a convention or a celeb fest like this together? How long? How long did you work on this? So the first one was a little more fast. So I was in. I did a convention in New York, and that's what sprung the idea. So it took me about. I put the first one together in about three months. The second one was five months, and then this one is going to be four months. So, so, so yeah, we, we you you bring up Celeb Fest three. You want to shoot some of the details out about Celeb Fest three about when it's going to happen, what's going to happen. Uh, so we just announced that uh, in conjunction with M Maryland Championship Wrestling, we're going to do a second day on Saturday in Hollywood, Maryland, at the fire uh, Hollywood, Maryland Volunteer Fire Department on Saturday. Uh, February 5th from 1 to 5 p.m. Some of the names that are going to be in Baltimore and Glen Burnie are also going to be there for the people that can't come all the way up from Virginia or whatever. It's not going to be a full scale, but probably 30 guests. Cool, cool. And then I guess the main event happens on the, the, the next day in Baltimore. It's in uh, Glen Burnie, Maryland, pretty close to the airport. Uh, it's at LaFontaine Blue. It's a, like a pretty big banquet hall for like weddings and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we got we got that place from 12 to 4, and again, right after, Maryland Championship Wrestling is going to run their event. Awesome, awesome. Sounds like sounds like a good event. Uh, where can – can are tickets on sale yet, or uh, – are... We are have tickets for sale for the Baltimore Celeb Fest 3 is on sale at BaltimoreCelebFest.com. MCW will have their tickets on sale probably by the end of the week. Cool, awesome, awesome. Well, I can tell you right now, the idea and – and I've had an opportunity to see some of the things about the first two Celeb Fest and to be able to be connected with MCW. i gotta, I got to give you props, Chad, the idea of being with such a, a great promotion. We had an opportunity to have uh, uh, Kakoa Ana here on the program uh, just a few short months ago. And i got to tell you, my, my question is, what decided or what made you – make this change. I know the first two events have kind of been more of, like you said, of an autograph signing, an opportunity for a meet and greet. How did the whole idea of MCW and Celeb Fest kind of come together? 
Well, they they ran after Celeb Fest too. So I uh I kind of reached out to Dan and Dennis, the owners, and said, Hey, you know, I'm gonna do a convention again. Um, do you guys want to run a show afterwards? You know, there'll be a lot of people from out of town that might want to stay around and watch the show, give you a little more fans outside of the area. And it's kind of a good partnership between us. You know, I handled a convention and autograph side and they handled the wrestling part of it. So it's kind of a great partnership. Right. You, so you don't, you only have to worry about the convention part of it. You don't have to worry about selling tickets to both. So, right. and, uh, so do people buy like autograph tickets or is it just like you come in and you try to stand in line or well, some of the vendors will have, uh, they'll give me links and I'll put them on the website. They can buy tickets early. Most of the vendors are cash at the table the day of, but what we did last time was uh, we tried a fast pass option and it, to be honest, it really didn't do what I wanted it to do. <laughs> so uh, we're going to do just a, a VIP early admission this time for a couple of dollars more to get in 30 minutes earlier. So Yeah, you, you sometimes you learn from the things that don't work out so well right. at, at the time. At the time, he's like, yeah, we're probably going to – maybe we need to tweak this just a little bit. I mean – Even from the first to the second one, like, you know, I wrote down after the first one, like things that I thought went wrong or wasn't good, and I wrote them down, and I went really hard on them the second time. So the second time – nothing was wrong except for the venue has a smaller parking lot and there's not anything I can do about that. So yeah, yeah, that, that that's one thing that's out of your hand. So yeah, you just learn from each, each coming event. So, so by the time Celeb Fest 4 comes around, it's going to run perfectly, right? At least yeah, May right. 16th. <laughs> wow. You heard it here right now. Info on Celeb Fest 3 and Celeb Fest 4 potentially right here on the Russell Talk podcast here this evening. Now, now, Chad, I got to ask you. From, from what I see in your background, you got a lot of sports things back there <laughs> in your wall. A lot of things. You've had an opportunity to interview a lot of people. Have a lot of people come out to Slugfest. I've got to ask you. Out of all the people that you've had an opportunity to be a part of Slugfest, who would you say are? And I'm not going to single it out to one because you've had lots of people at Slugfest. Who would you say were the three people that you, as the man in charge? would have to say you were the most excited to have a part of the Celeb Fest series. Oh, that's pretty pretty simple. Uh, the first one always was uh, – well, I had Kevin Nash, and I've always been like a lifetime fan, and I never got to meet him before that. So that was one, and I knocked that one out. And the second Celeb Fest, we had Will Osprey, who he's always in New Japan, so you don't really get to see him here. And I just saw him on YouTube and stuff like that. But when I got to meet him and interact with him because he came a little early – Phenomenal guy. And Nick Gage was hands down one of the best guys I've ever worked with. Great guy. What you see on TV is not who he is. He's a good guy. He's very humble. Talks to everyone. He said he was in front of his table the whole time. He never sat down. It was great. Wow. I mean, again, just talking about those particular wrestlers, and I had an opportunity to see some of the things uh, we talked about earlier, uh, the Russell Talk podcast being a part of Celeb Fest too. Uh, seeing some, not just of the contemporary wrestlers, but seeing some of the wrestlers from the the rock and wrestling uh, era, from the even from the, even the late seventies era. I mean, I, I believe uh, you had wrestlers like uh, Cowboy Bob Orton, among others. For those that are not necessarily contemporary fans, the, or the Attitude Era, or Monday Night uh, War fans, or Women's Evolution fans, can you um, discuss some of the wrestlers, some of the more the old school wrestlers that you've had take part as the Slugfest? Oh yeah. So the first one we had. Uh... Greg the Hammer Valentine and Tito Santana, and we put them at a table together, and wow. everyone went to those guys. You know, the, the cage match was here in Baltimore. I thought it was a good idea to put those guys together, and they probably did 100 combo photos together they would have never did if they were separated. So 
they, those two guys were really good. And Wendy Richter, we had at this one, and she was a she was a really good guest too, because you know one of the first big name women to be in wrestling. So, well, like I said, those are those are a couple of great names. Now, you know something, Hoss, you were live. Chris and I are here in the greater St. Louis area, and hopefully, sometime down the road, we can visit the idea of maybe taking Celeb Fest on the road and bringing it here to the great wrestling. It's funny you should say right? that. Uh-oh. Oh, oh! <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like he's about to break some news or drop some knowledge. Just on Just stay us. tuned. Uh, SummerSlams in Nashville this year. That's all I'll say. Wow! Oh. Hey, that I'll tell you right now. That's definitely something that would be well, maybe a Music City celeb fest kind of thing. I was say Nashville is only about six hours away. Does the you know uh, it's five to six hours away by car? We're talking. Chris, We're talking. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's going to be in the summer. There's not going to be any hockey. That's true. I, I'm a I'm a big hockey. I'm a big hockey guy. I love hockey. No hockey's hockey. my hockey's my sport. Uh, but uh, yeah, and my bro, my brother is a football fan. He's a big Tennessee Titans fan, so he'd be jealous I'm going to Nashville. So great city. Oh <laughs> uh, well, like I said, Hoss, we're going to throw things over to you here for a minute because we, we were talking with Ch- with Chad Clark from IPO Sports Management and uh, Sports Marketing and and uh, Celeb Fest. Hoss, I got to tell you, we've got the man behind everything here. You've got Chris Rodell and Luke Roberts, but we want to hear from you. You are actually live on the floor at Celeb Fest too. Can you share with the viewers some of your experiences from Celeb Fest? Oh man, just you know, getting to meet a lot of these guys and seeing them live. You know that that was just really something i mean you you can go to shows and see some of these guys but it's not the same as being right across the table from them or actually being able to shake their hand you know being up close and personal it it was just absolutely awesome and having all these people in the same room and seeing them interact with each other um you know, that made it just that much more. You were and over by where uh, JBL walked around and was over there talking to Orton and some of those guys, right? Oh, yeah. I, I was over there. I saw that. Um, at one point, I, I saw an exchange between JBL and Sergeant Slaughter as I was walking around, you know. And, and so it, it's just absolutely awesome to see these guys interact. I mean, you see them on TV and, and they play like they hate each other, but to see them interact with each other live like that, it, it's just an experience you'll never forget. And it's awesome to see, I tell you. And it, we thank you for what you do with that. Thank chat. you guys. Thank you guys. It, That's why I do it, man. Like I really just look around and like when the room's filled up and everyone's inside, I'm like, man, this is, this is awesome. Like I'm so happy to do this. And I, I don't know if you see me, but I always go around and make sure everybody has waters. If the fans are having a good time, if the vendors are doing okay. I just try to, you know, be really personable with everybody throughout can, the day if I can. I can only imagine what the energy is like in the room during the actual Celeb Fest. I mean, it's probably at like a ten or eleven. You know, I mean, you get all, you get you got all all facets of, of people coming in to see their favorite stars, and like like Hoss said, there's nothing like meeting them in one on one in a convention format rather than uh, at like uh, at, at just a random, you know, see them at a random show. You know, it's just, I mean. I don't know. It just, it just, it just seems. It's probably tiring for you. You probably crash out. At, you probably crash out for a couple of days after the till Wednesday, the- Saturday <laughs> to Wednesday. I was in bed, like I couldn't do anything. I just watched TV and just 
I didn't want to get out to eat. I didn't even unpack my truck until Wednesday. So <laughs> it was crazy. So what is your first memory of professional wrestling? Do you have a first first yeah. memory of professional wrestling? Of course, it, it was Hogan beating Hogan. the Sheik. I mean, I was probably seven or eight years old. I mean, I just remember that. And then and the rock and wrestling thing just took off and watching the, having the figures and watching the shows. And I just remember being a wrestling fan since I was a kid. And like, I've always loved the business and just interacting with like, I'm a fan too. So when I'm, when, when I'm there, it's hard for me not to go up and like, Hey, you know, be a fan and shake people's hands. And, you know, I, I got to kind of wait to the end. It's kind of not professional for what I do, but right. <laughs> sometimes I do, you know, I'll go up and introduce myself and, do you mind if I get a photo or, but I rarely do it. So. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things. It's just like, what, what's the, what's the rules on that kind of thing? You know, and then at the end of the day, I'm like, man, I should have just went around and got a photo with everyone. <laughs> you, you can always, because when I, I used to DJ at a, a, a country bar and we used to have some of the artists come in for our, for our TV show that we did uh, with uh, the local radio station. And I look back and I'm like, man, I see how some of these people like when they first started and you know, they, they hit like, one or two really big hits. So I, I just missed out on a whole lot of pictures and autographs and stuff like that. So that's a big regret, but you know, there are, there are things that you have to, there are rules that you kind of have to play by. So, right. you know, I'm a well, huge fan. I love, I love it. I love every bit of it. And, and like, I, I was, that's, I stayed in the backstage just listening to you guys talk about stuff. And I was like, man, I wanted well, to chime know, in and say this and say that, but I, I watched wrestling like crazy. So, so do, you, do you have an opinion on the ring of honor thing? I mean, as if, we're um, talking, if, if, if you said you saw, you listen to us. Tonight, I do. But- I think, I think that I don't think they're going to, I think the rebrand should happen, but I don't know if, if, if they let everyone out of their contracts, if come April, they're going to have anyone to pick from except for indie guys and stuff like that. And I don't think the product will succeed that way. Well, you know, Chad, I, I, I look at it a little bit differently. You bring up a great point is the idea of, Come final battle, in theory, a lot of the talent of Ring of Honor is going to be free agents. And you're going to see the AEWs, you're going to see the MLWs, you're going to see the WWEs at least taking interest, New Japan as well. But if, and I just pose this question to you, were you a fan of Ring of Honor early on? Uh, I went to some of the shows because it was here here in Baltimore. So I went to the Dew Burns Arena, I went to Myers Soccer Pavilion, I I was around for some of that stuff, and the product was really, really good back then. Okay, well, well, my question to you is this. I mean, again, do you think that Ring of Honor could possibly catch lightning in a bottle again? And the idea, I mean, when you go back and you look at some of the wrestlers like the Briscoes, like Loki, like the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, and others, if something like that were to happen, do you think with having somebody like Sinclair behind them, do you think it's something that they might be able to catch lightning in the bottle again? Before AEW, I would have said yes. But now AEW's got such a big magnet and everyone wants to go there. And the camaraderie in the back I hear is phenomenal and the product's good. But they can only put so many shows on TV. So it's a possibility. I wouldn't say no, but it's hard with AEW. I mean, AEW's roster seems inflated. um, But they do do, you know, they have have, uh, AEW Dark Elevation and they have Dark. So they're trying to get as much as they can, but you know, there's only so much, there's only, so, there's only so much TV time you can give somebody. So, Correct. so and if someone's on dark and they don't get signed, then maybe one of these other companies like a ring of honor could say, Hey, they're good. We'll put them under contract. So they right. might be using them as a, you know, minor league type of system. Yeah. True. So, Oh, so uh, Luke, you guys, what else you got? Cause I'm drawing a complete blank right well, now. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, 
Uh, Chad, I'm going to ask you, you've had a lot of people that have come into the Celeb Fest events. I've got to ask him, and I asked you earlier about the three that you kind of really enjoyed having. And I don't want you to spoil things because I know there's going to be a lot of people making it a point to make the trek out to the greater Baltimore area, the greater Boston area for Celeb Fest 3, and the possibility of Celeb Fest making it to the Midwest. My question to you is this. Give me two people that have not been a part of Celeb Fest that you are hoping somewhere down the road will be a part of the Celeb Fest series. Number one, Bray Wyatt, just because he's new off TV and he would be a huge success. And let's see. I don't know, man. There's so many names. I mean, no one's out of reach nowadays. I, I mean, I've grown in what I do and have a lot more contact, so... I don't think anyone's out of reach, but I would like probably Jericho and Bray Wyatt. Well, yeah, I think you can see right now on the screen, we've got one of our uh, viewers here. Any chance of bringing Stone Cold to Celeb Fest? Always a chance. Always a chance. Never say never. <laughs> Always a chance. Oh. If you guys can if you guys can leave me on or bring me back at 9 o'clock, I can announce my headliner. On, I can't <laughs> announce it before 9 p.m. Well, you know, you know something right now, Chad? I mean, again, we, we've got Chad Clark from IPO Sports Marketing here on the program. You know, it's seven. Uh, it's actually by my clock here in, in, in my studio. we got about 10 minutes to seven. We've got uh, – tell you what we can do. Is it is it, it, is it 9 o'clock Eastern time or is it 9 Yeah, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, so Chris, you got to be able to so, tell. Man, so it's only 10 minutes. Yeah, you so, gotta you gotta tell the man's they're very much representing the Baltimore Orioles here. Yeah. I mean, again, <laughs> I'm Baltimore. a local man. I'm a local, no matter how bad they are. <laughs> hey, but I, I will tell you that the Ravens quarterback is really helping my fantasy team this year. Lamar Jackson. He's a he's he's a he's a kind of a dual threat if you if you're a football fan. But the Baltimore Orioles, they kind of uh uh yeah. Well, well, well better luck next year, right? <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think about the? WWE, AEW, kind of head-to-head kind of thing. Which guys do you which, – which is your preference, AEW or WWE? And well, why? I got to tell you right now, I'm going to go ahead and jump in here first. Um, for years I've been – I mean, you can tell here in the office, I've got lots of different DVDs and books and countless numbers uh, of memorabilia here in my office. I got to tell you right now, it's just something about AEW that draws me to them. I mean, the WWE – has great in-ring ability. They've got great production value. But I think AEW is really hooking more to the fans. I think over time, they're going to to continue to grow. And, and again, right now to me, if I had to watch one or the other, I'm enjoying AEW. Hoss, what, do you, what would you say? Yeah, um, you know, I've, I've checked out AEW several times, and I've actually in, enjoy watching the AEW productions. You know, they are really putting on a good show and it's just unmatched right now at this point. So, you know, I, I really enjoy AEW. Yeah. I'm going, I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy both of them. Uh, I got NXT actually on, on my background. Uh, not big, big fan of the rainbow colors. They decided to go to It kind of makes you look like you're, you're high on acid or something, you know, but, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to AEW on Friday here in St. Louis. So they're, they're taping, they're doing rampage. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of 50, 50. I, I watch, I watch it all. I'm a, I'm just a wrestler. I'm just a wrestling geek. I love, I love that. I love the local wrestling and like, 
me and Luke are part of Dynamo Pro Wrestling here in St. Louis, and sometimes just being that close to the fans is 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 great. You know, I mean, and you see it when you work with Maryland Championship Wrestling. So, oh, great quality. So one of the fans put on there that AEW listens to the fans. WWE tells the fans what they want. That's Which, you know that it's not wrong. I think that it's right, was, was, I, and I, I find yeah, myself I, at Wednesday trying to get home in time to watch Dynamite or what you know. But Mondays, even like if I'm, I come home late and I miss an hour, I don't even care. Like I feel like the, the, like the programming is the same thing every week. You, you know who's going to win. You know who's going to be at the pay per views. Like AEW is bringing these new guys in, and they got shock value and pop value. WWE lost that a long time ago. Even when but, Brock came back, it was okay. But when but, CM and, Punk and, came back, man. And with AEW, it's kind of like maybe maybe I'm just a, maybe I'm just a fan of nostalgia or something. But I I really enjoy listening to Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone call wrestling matches. You I know? love Tony Schiavone. I mean Tony Tony Schiavone. He, he's very it was very underrated, and I know he went in this area era where he really hated the wrestling business. I think, but I think AEW has joined it. You know, joined back. It's always great to hear Jim Ross. I didn't really know much about Excalibur beforehand, so uh, but it's a it's a it's it's good. I'm I'm more of a commentary guy, so I kind that's what I kind of pick up on. So you know, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a ring announcer, so I, I pick up on that kind of stuff. Luke's a ring announcer. He's been a referee in the around the area. Uh, you know, I mean, he's and he's he's our media person, so he does he does quite a bit. So <laughs> you know, something, Chris, you brought up too, Excalibur. Excalibur has a lot of experience in a variety of different avenues, both with PWG and being one of the voices behind the microphone for AEW. And I got to tell you, having such a wide variety of people behind the microphone, you look at it: Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, Excalibur, Chris Jericho has been behind the mic, Taz has been behind the mic, Big, Big Show, Show uh, Paul White's been behind the mic uh mark henry um ricky starks has actually kind of been on the microphone a few times and it's been pretty impressive as well it seems like everybody that's been behind a microphone for aew has delivered and i mean again it's just a consistent they they kind of tinker with things and it's like we said they give the fans what they want but they're always willing to change and i think that being able to change has really paid them benefit too and I think that's because Tony Khan is a wrestling fan. He comes from he he doesn't come from the wrestling business. His father is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, so he's got he's got the money, but he's a fan. And he I think he knows what he likes, and he listens to the fans. He knows what they want. So because he just, is a fan first and foremost, he was an right. outsider for a long time, and that's right. smart. Mm-hmm. Great I business. Mean, I mean, it's good business if you, if you can find someone like that, you you latch on to him, and you you know it's it's one of those things. I mean. Uh, but no, with his dad owning the Jacksonville Jaguars, there that's that's how they were able to run those events at Daly's place because because he owns Daly, he owns the everything, he owns the, <laughs> he owns the arena and the and the and the building next to it, so he was able to run at those, so he was able to keep the the. I, I mean, I know they probably would have found the soundstage somewhere and did it. You know, WWE had to go to the Performance Center and then they went to the the Thunderdome, which worked out for them you know i mean it was it, but it teaches the wrestlers to uh uh learn a different type of talk, dealing with the crowds you know they're not they don't have the crowds there you know the empty arenas i talked to several wrestlers that said they liked it because they learned how to do more psychology but then i heard wrestlers just say they absolutely hated it because they needed the crowd reaction so that's just my opinion well and we actually have a question here from john mcclain he says, do you think if AEW keeps bringing in all the big names that they could end up hurting them financially at some point? 
Do I? No, I don't think so. Because, like I said, they have three nights of TV. They have enough, you know, they can start doing more house shows. I think they'll be fine. Like, and, 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 and they'll be like WWE. They'll start cutting people the same way WWE did. If and, and they have, and they have, con- and they have NFL money. So in, yes. in the background, so uh, I'm sure if Tony went to his dad and asked for a little bit of cat, you know, I don't think. But then again, you never know because that's what Eric Bischoff did with Turner, you know, for the longest time. So, well, you know something, gentlemen. Or I say right now we've got Chad Clark from IPO Sports Marketing here on the Russell Talk Podcast, and, and Chad. You said the big announcement's going to be coming here in a little. I'm typing it up now. I'm going to do it at the same time. Well, we'll tell you what we're going to do here. We're going to go ahead. We've got just a minute here. Chad's going to drop some big information here. We got a lot of listeners that have been chiming in in the comment section. If you've been enjoying this interview, make it a point to keep sending those messages. Also, make it a point to check out Celeb Fest. Uh, online. There's a lot of great information. Check them out on social media. There's a lot of great information. And as a matter of fact, uh, Chad, whenever you're ready, I'm going to go ahead. I think Haas and and Chris and I are more than willing to go ahead. And I guess we're kind of, are we simulcasting here? Is this how it's going to be as far as this big announcement? I know you've got a lot of different forms of media. Um, We're going to go ahead here in just a few moments. We've got a big announcement coming forth. Celebfest, uh, thank you, Michael, for sharing that. Celebfest 3 is only two days before your birthday. You need to make it a point to come on out and check these great things out. Uh, Chad, like I said, whenever you're ready, we'll go ahead and, and we'll th- uh, turn things over to you if you want to go ahead with this big announcement that you're getting ready to share with all the great well, I legally cannot announce this till 9 p.m., so I have 8.57. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Fire. Well, 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 what. Why don't you run down the names of people that you yeah. have already released uh, okay, I could do that. That might take a few minutes. <laughs> so we have uh, Scott Hall, Lex Luger, nice. The Powers of Pain, Trevor Murdoch, uh, Camille from NWA, um, Deborah McMichael. Um, who did I just announce today? Oh, Santana and Ortiz from AEW, Nick Camarado from AEW. Uh, am I forgetting anyone, Hoss? Uh, oh, Skinner, so- Skinner, Steve Kern, Fabulous yep. Ones. Nice. Wow. Uh, Brooklyn Brawler, Doink, uh, Steve Lombardi. Chad, uh, I can tell you right now, throwing out a name from the past, the Fabulous Ones, uh, uh, Steve Kern and Stan Lane, definitely <laughs> a name to throw back from the past. Matter of fact, I had an opportunity here this past weekend in St. Louis. Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express, were here in St. Louis and mentioning the Fabulous Ones. I mean, that's taking me back to when I was a little kid. The Rock and Roll Express or Celeb Fest One alumni, they were here. They were, they're great guys. I, I know Ricky pretty well. I talked to him here and there. He's a great guy. Loves the business. His son's a wrestler now, and he he's a pretty good wrestler too. Carrie, he's a good kid. But uh, let me think if I'm forgetting anyone else. Uh, I don't know. So if I go out of my page here, I won't be able to. Yeah, it's at BaltimoreCelebFest.com. Most of my most of the people were up. We're going to update the website in the morning. Once we announce the headliner tonight, we have a few more to announce tomorrow. But at nine o'clock, we're going to announce the headliner. Baltimore, you said BaltimoreCelebFest.com? Yes, sir. Tickets oh. for sale. Uh, some of the the people that we have announced already have uh, links already. If you want to pre-purchase tickets, but uh, well, I can tell you right now, if, you, if you're anywhere near the area, you got to make it a point to buy these tickets because this is going to be a great time with professional wrestling wrestlers from all eras all promotions, you name it, you're going to have an opportunity to see them as a part of Celeb Fest. And again, you've heard the names, you've heard all the people, you've heard even from Hardcore Hoss, who's been live 
as a as a part of Celeb Fest. And I got to tell you right now, it's going to be a great weekend. And I got to tell you, we've had a lot of great information dropped here tonight on the Russell Talk podcast. And I know Chad that the time is coming close. It's nine o'clock right now. I, so, I tell you what, I have I, I have know we're a at right now by right my here. timer timer. You got about we got about forty five seconds. I'm good. It's nine o'clock here. Well, I, I tell you what, I have a okay, sound well, drop okay. here real quick. Okay. I feel like I should be saying this is Russell Talk Podcast breaking news. All right. So headlining both nights in uh, Hollywood, Maryland, and in Glen Burnie, Maryland, is Adam Cole, baby. Oh, wow. That is amazing, ladies and gentlemen. It is official. You heard it right here from the man behind Celeb Fest. And I got to say, kudos to you, Adam Cole. Is going to be one of the hottest guys on the planet right now. Three, wow! Does that, that mean? Is, does that mean you also get Brick Baker as well? Is, is hey, that, never is say that, never. Never say never. Yeah. <laughs> wow! And like I said, thank you, John, for sharing that. I know there's a lot of listeners of the Russell Talk podcast and a lot of people following Celeb Fest that are going to be amazed, and we're going to be hearing lots of great things. Adam Cole being announced as the headliner for Celeb Fest 3. Chad, I got to tell you, thank you for sharing that. Here's a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast. That is absolutely awesome. Chris sharing, I'm happy with that. There's going to be a lot of people me on. with that. So, yeah, but like I, I said, so. right now, uh, we got a couple things to take care of here. We're getting real close to the break. But before we do, I want to go ahead and take care of, of something here real quick. It's a part of something we do every week. But you know what, gentlemen, I think before we get too much farther along, I want to go ahead and turn things back over to Chad. Chad, for more information on, on Celeb Fest, where can the listeners of the Russell Talk Podcast, where can our viewers, where can people anywhere in this great big world find out more information about Celeb Fest? Uh, pretty much everything's on BaltimoreCelebFest.com, or we have an Instagram for Baltimore Celeb Fest and IPO Sports Marketing. We update them. Pretty much when we get you know all the announcements, we put them on all social media, Facebook through IPO Sports Marketing Events, Baltimore Celeb Fest three, and there's a group in on Facebook, Baltimore Celeb Fest three. Okay, so well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go like that here uh, during the break because I yes, think I please need, like I, it, guys. I, I think I need to keep track of it because I don't know, maybe maybe we do all to- kind of uh, fundraisers. We feed families at Thanksgiving, toys at Christmas. We do a, do a lot of fundraising if someone passes away and doesn't have money for a funeral. Public and private signings, everything you can imagine. I don't know, Luke. Do you want to go? Up, you, you, what, are you, what are you doing in February? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you right now, I definitely need to be thinking about making some plans to be heading out to the Baltimore area for for Celeb Fest three. Um, Chad, I want to say first of all, thank you for being a part of uh, tonight's Russell Talk podcast and sharing that great information. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share before we? Uh, let you go. I mean, again, your 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 uh, social media and everything related to Celeb Fest three is probably going to be blowing up here in the next few minutes. I hope so. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're going to definitely share it on the Russell Talk podcast page. Thank you, and, guys. And I'll, I'll share it, I'll share it on my Twitter feed. I don't know if I know really that many people in my Baltimore area, but hey, you never know who might. You, you we have people know. flying from San Francisco the first time, and, Iowa and, the second time, and you never know. I know I I got plenty of wrestlers on my on my page. Maybe you'll get some of the indie stars that want to come up and maybe uh hang out with you guys for a while sure. so 
So thank you guys again for having me on. I appreciate it. Anytime you guys want me to come on or talk wrestling, let me know. Uh, I'm always down. <laughs> Chad Clark, IP, IPO Sports Marketing and Baltimore Celeb Fest, announcing the headliner for Celeb Fest 3 both nights. Both nights, right? Chad, both nights. Adam Cole, both Adam, nights. Adam Cole from AEW, the elite, uh, former NXT champion. So, Chad, thank you very much for being here. Uh, thank you, guys. We hope to see you again real soon. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you very much for coming on the program tonight, Chad. Holy, wow, gentlemen. Holy cow. Were you, ex- that, were you expecting that? Was it worth the wait? Was it worth the, the extra the, the wait? Yes. Two thumbs up on that one. Adam Cole is a part of Celeb Fest 3. That is going to be awesome. Well, gentlemen, I know for a fact we've got a lot of things to come up here. I know we're, we're getting real close to a break. We've also got the boss, uh, Bo Ross, that's going to be on. Well, gentlemen, I know right now we're going to go ahead. I know that uh, Bo is going to be on the program in just a couple minutes. But you know what, Hoss? We do have one thing we need to take care of real quick here before we go to the break. And that is we need to go ahead and talk about the shoot and shout segment. I know Chad was very busy and taking care of things with Celeb Fest 3. Can you go ahead and and, and see if whoa, we can whoa, get whoa, the... Whoa, 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 Luke, whoa. Luke, 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 hold on a second. Hold on a second. You haven't been on the show since since we've got something very special. Hoss, do you have do you have the theme song for shoot and shout? Yes, we, I do. There is a theme. There is now a theme for shoot and shout, Luke. Okay, well, I'm ready. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up Everything is fun, everybody sucks You don't really know why, but you want to justify Ripping someone's head off No human contact, and if you interact Life's on contract, your best bets to stay away It's just one of those days It's all about the he says, she says, bullshit Oh, oh, a little ragtime version of uh, Limp Biscuits Break Stuff. What do you think, Luke? That was your first time hearing what you think. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I can follow that, gentlemen. I, I got, well, I, I stand corrected. I can follow that. Uh, just had a message here on the uh, on the feed. Uh, our good friend Herb Simmons sent in a message out here uh, regarding the Russell Talk podcast. Thank you for uh, viewing tonight, Herb. We very much appreciate it. Uh, gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, we've got a lot of great stuff to come in the second hour. I'm going to go ahead and start things off tonight. Uh, and, and mine's very simple. And I think Chad was really on point with it. I got to say right now, I've been a lifelong pro wrestling fan. But I got to tell you, when it comes down to it, just something in the last few months with the WWE, it's almost like they're, they're it's almost like they want their fans to watch wrestling and fast forward. And I mean, it's just to me, it's like they need to listen. And it was brought right on point. Professional wrestling is about the wrestlers, but it's just as much about the fans. And I can tell you right now, I think AEW's been delivering. And I think, like I said, the WWE needs to start listening a little bit and see what's up. But again, I got to say, AEW definitely bringing some worthwhile wrestling. And that's going to, that's going to, that kind of almost leads into what I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about during high spots, but then I got to thinking, you know what? Let's uh, shoot and let's, let's uh, shoot and shout about this. Okay. So there's a pay per view coming up at the end of November, in in three weeks. There are three SmackDowns and two Raws before the Survivor Series pay per view. The Survivor Series is the one night, the one night of the year that, uh, Raw takes on SmackDown, um, and you should have 
at this point you would have Roman versus Big E. But there's been absolutely zero build to it. Uh, yesterday was the three-year anniversary of NXT invading SmackDown. Now, there were extenuating circumstances. We all the extenuating circumstances behind that one. The plane was stuck in Saudi Arabia. So, you know, they had to improvise. And it was probably one of the best episodes of SmackDown in probably the last five years. But there has been no interaction between any of the champions. Any SmackDown talent has not been on Raw. Any Raw talent has not been on SmackDown to build the pay-per-view. So what are we going to do? And there hasn't really been any mention of the Survivor Series. Am I am I wrong in thinking that? Am I am I losing it? Am I well, I'm losing it, but that's for other reasons. Well, I gotta tell you, Chris, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, again, uh Survivor Series is not only one of the big pay-per-views for WWE, but there's a lot of people, including the FWWC, it's a big deal. And and hardcore Hoss, we're gonna throw things to you here. Um, you got Probably, I mean, again, I know you've got a great shoot and shout here tonight. We're going to go ahead and turn things over to you to close out shoot and shout here tonight. All right. My shoot and shout tonight doesn't have anything to do with wrestling. Uh, It's more along the lines of the customer service of a phone company. Why do they have these things called customer service when they don't do you any service? When you call them, you can get five different people that are going to tell you five different things. And ultimately, they're going to tell you, go to our website and do it yourself. (laughs) What good are they? And ladies and gentlemen, that was the shoot and shout segment brought to you by Hardcore Hoss. Um, Gentlemen, I can tell you right now, uh, great points all brought up by the... uh, by all three of us here tonight, it's part of the shoot and shout segment on the Russell Talk podcast. Uh, gentlemen, I know in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined by the boss, Bo Ross, right here on the program. Everything, these, these, all these great interviews and whatnot. Again, thank you to our great sponsors. Thank you for all the listeners and viewers that are watching the program tonight. we got a great second hour still to come. We've got the boss, Bo Ross, going to be on, joining us in about five minutes. We're also going to have the world-famous game show challenge. And also, as an extra added bonus tonight, as if we don't have enough, the announcement of Wrestle Madness 3 still to come in hour number two. Gentlemen, we're going to go ahead. If you're okay with it, we're going to take a brief break. Hoss, what you got What you got to send us to break to? You got, some, you, get, you got something good to play? I'll tell you what. Why don't we listen to the uh, ragtime version of Break Stuff all the way through for one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from Hoss. We're going to go ahead in just a couple minutes here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and play this out. And when we return for the second hour of the Wrestle Talk podcast, we're going to have as our very special guest, the boss, Bo Ross, right here. So stay tuned on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Take us to the break, Hoss. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact, and you interact. Life's on contract, your best bets to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. It's all about the he says, she says, bullshit. I think you better quit, let me slip, or you'll be leaving with a fat lip. It's all about the he says, she says, bullshit. You better quit talking that shit. 
Cause it's one of those days, feeling like a freight train. First one to complain leaves with a blood stain. Darn right, I'm a maniac. You better watch your back. Cause I'm fucking up your program. And then you're stuck up. You just lucked up. Next in line to get up. Your best bet's to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. Oh, give me something to break. Give me something to break. Oh, give me something to break. Oh, how about your open face? I hope you know a pack of chainsaws. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Haas, I got to tell you, that was a marvelous musical selection to bring <laughs> us back from break. I got to say, I've never heard that before. And again, I'm a huge fan. It's met, this might show my age, but I love the ragtime style of music, <laughs> and that was that was pretty cool. I was I was surprised I was surprised when that first heard, when when Renee had it for the first time I was like I'm like wait we got a we got a, a theme for shoot and shout now and I'm and he's like yeah I'm like okay and I didn't honestly didn't know what to say I honestly that I just didn't did I kind of had your reactions kind of like uh I don't want to hate it but I don't want to like it so you know <laughs> man but, I, I mean, can tell you guys I, that, that this first hour has been absolutely Nothing short of awesome. I want to thank Chad Clark for coming on the program and that monumental announcement. Celeb Fest three. Adam Cole being the headliner. I bet you. Me. I bet you Haas is really nice. looking forward to Celeb Fest three now, aren't you? Oh yes, that definitely. You know, I mean, with the names that have already been announced and now the addition of Adam Cole and you know he. Chad said himself, you know, that tomorrow he there are more names to be released. And so I'm just getting excited, looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, hopefully if things go well, the Wrestle Talk podcast will be there in full force again. And uh, maybe even the Night Owl will be joining us. So, well, I got to tell you right now, I got to tell you, Haas, just hearing some of the names that they've brought forward for Celeb Fest 3, it's almost making a certain individual from the greater Midwest, even thinking about, and I'm not just talking about the night owl. It's making, it's definitely piquing the interest of one Luke Roberts about possibly making that journey too. No, you're not, you're not the event. only, you're not the only one. I'm going to start thinking about how I can start saving some money. Looking at, uh, I can't, can't put in time off work yet because we're still, we're still in 2021. They, they frown upon putting it in, you know, 20, we don't even have access to the 2022 team calendar to put time off. But, you know, I well, you know something, Chris, I know we're going to have our second guest, the boss, Bo Ross, here in just a minute. But I got I got to when, when I was hearing that earlier, and I could see the reaction on, on our good friend Haas's face. Haas, I got to ask you, now that the announcement's made, are you going to give us one time since it's Adam Cole? Are you going to give us the catchphrase? Are you going to put it all together and share it with the Russell Talk podcast here? Uh, which Come on, Adam Cole. You know who's going to be the headliner? <laughs> One more time, baby. One more time, huh? <laughs> All right, 
Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right there. The Russell Talk Podcast. Again, thank you to our great sponsors. Thank you to all the viewers that are watching the program tonight. And Hoss, I got to ask, we've already had one great interview, but in just a moment, we're going to have our second interview. Is our second guest waiting in the in the, in the backstage area right now? Yes, he is. Oh, all right. I, lo- I love on-time guests. That is true. That is true. Well, Chris, tell you what. I had an opportunity to introduce the first guest. Do you want me to go ahead and introduce the second guest? Or yeah, go yeah, go ahead because I didn't wasn't able to put anything together. I I got I got information on. It. I just had was going to put together an intro for him, but I didn't get a chance to because I was running late. So well, I I know what it is. It's because of the fact that you like me today had to deal with more problems from last weekend with the snitch. Ah, uh, well, that and that and my regular day job decides it wants to go absolutely crazy on me all of a sudden but hey that's okay that's okay i i've talked to the snitch unfortunately so uh uh joe apparently was okay with him winning the battle royal and donuts and uh yeah i mean well you know chris we're going to talk about that later on but i'm going to go ahead real quick here we got our second guest in the backstage area we're going to have an opportunity to talk to a man who's really experienced a lot both inside and outside of the world of professional wrestling whether he spent time as a mechanic or as a United States Marine, this man has no problems getting his hands dirty inside the world of professional wrestling. And tonight, he's going to take some time out of his very busy schedule to join us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, members of the Wrestle Talk podcast family, it is our honor and privilege to welcome. To the Russell Talk podcast here this evening for an exclusive interview, the boss Bo Ross. Bo, are you with us right now? I'm here. I can hear you loud and clear. All right, awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining. And first of all, thank you for your service. Uh, we don't. We don't give the. We don't give our veterans enough uh, due respect. So, thank you very much for your service. Hey, you're very welcome. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get things started here. Uh, first of all, I was looking here at some of the information that the uh, media team was brought forward. And uh, it talks about you being a Marine, a mechanic, and being inside the professional wrestling ring. I've got to ask you, what were your earliest memories of professional wrestling? Not what got you into professional wrestling, but what do you remember from growing up about the world of professional wrestling? Ooh, um a lot of my early memories of professional wrestling revolved around, and this is going to date me really bad, <laughs> uh, revolve around wiggling the rabbit ears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly who it was or anything like that, but my dad would randomly yell for me to come in and wiggle the rabbit ears because he couldn't figure it out, and I was like four. <laughs> watching like wrestling challenge maybe and uh superstars and maybe i think of something that like randomly popped up that I, I don't even know what would have came in on antenna <laughs> being here in frederick <laughs> county maryland but <laughs> that, that's about as early as i can remember and then everything from that just kind of jumps around sporadically to being over at a friend's house and their dad watching a pay-per-view and i'm just kind of hiding in the background like what's going on i don't know this guy <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, it reminds me, and again, you bring up the idea of wiggling the rabbit ears. I remember when I was a young kid, and again, I being here in the Midwest, this is a, a really unique story. I remember being at my grandmother's house, and she lived in the heart of southern Missouri. And there really wasn't a lot of cable at the time. It was basically your, your standard channels. And for some reason or another, she was always able, and it was like a family staple, that you had to be sitting in front of the TV 
at 6.05 Eastern, 5.05 Central, because even though she lived in Southern Missouri, it was the opportunity to get Georgia Championship Wrestling on, on, on Saturday nights on TBS. And I know there were a lot of people, and you might have gotten it earlier on in, uh, in your lifetime too, of maybe getting stuff from like the Mid-Atlantic area as well. But I mean, it, it was really cool to, to, to talk about some of these older uh, older days of professional wrestling. Now, um, we were mentioning earlier on you were a, a member of the United States Marines. That's correct. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your time in the Marine Corps? I said a lot of a lot of people uh, who've listened to the program have been in the military or have family in the military. Can you talk about your time in the military? Well, being here on the East Coast and joining the Marine Corps, obviously I started everything off at Paris Island, South Carolina for the Marine recruit basic training. Was down there. Uh, didn't exactly have the greatest go when I first got in. Kind of in a little over my head. Didn't really fully understand what I got myself into. <laughs> uh, got in a little trouble on the physical fitness end. So I ended up spending about an extra five weeks there, I think it was. Might have only been four. I kind of lost count. It all blurred together after a while. <laughs> um, went from there to combat training. I cannot remember right now where that was at. I just remember it was North Carolina. Camp Lejeune? Then, I think it might have been connected to Camp Lejeune. I, just, oh. I, I can't fully remember the name of exactly where it was. Lejeune or Cherry Point? For some weird reason, Geiger keeps popping up in my head, but I'm not sure if that's right. It might have been Camp Geiger. Uh, from there, everybody got sent out to what they call their military occupational specialty schools, and uh, mine just happened to be right down the road on Camp Lejeune, so <laughs> uh, lucked out there. Got, uh, I already had a basic mechanic background coming in with my stepdad being an over-the-road trucker, so I had to learn real quick how to help fix his truck, fix the trailer, get it back out on the road, because he's not on the road, he's losing money. So I kind of went in with that same mentality, if I can't have these trucks on the road, we can't do what we need to do. Uh, learned what I needed to learn there. I I don't know about now, but then I wish they would have upgraded the way that they were teaching things because it was not very hands-on. It was very computerized. And from there, got to go out, join the fleet. First duty station was 29 Palms, California, or for the veterans listening, you'll note better is the stumps. <laughs> and there's a lot of jokes behind that. Uh, spent some time out there, deployed to Iraq in 2008. Pretty much spent that entire year over in the big sandbox. Um, came back and uh, attempted to re-enlist. It was successful. And then I got into some trouble I really don't want to talk too much about. Not happy with some choices I made. I'll just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. So so what brought you into the crazy world of wanting to train to be a professional wrestler? Did you did where you did you go to a random show that maybe you met somebody that you talked to that was a trainer or what got you in what what got what brought you into a, a dojo or a training center? I'm gonna give a huge shout out right now to my cousin referee Josh Baker. He was actually following the House of Pain Facebook page. Mm -hmm. run by John Rambo at the time. And he happened to put together a <laughs> veterans contest and he dropped my name in there. And I saw that and I was like, what information do you need for me to be able to enter to do this? And about an hour later, I got a message that said, uh, fill this out, bunch of basic information. You already won. I'll make the announcement as soon as you get this back to me. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Uh, so, 
So did they basically help you out with the training and stuff like that to get into the to the business or? They brought me in and started me from the ground and worked up from there. Those for I from what I've heard those first few uh, Luke Luke could probably speak better to this because he's a he's he used to wrestle way way back in the day like in the early like sixties. I mean, but 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 the, the first but apparently the first few weeks months are awful because all you're basically doing is really taking bumps and learning how to flip and land and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, those, those days are probably the lean days, but, uh, yeah, it's good. To, it's good to hear that you won, won the contest and got in there and you, you enjoy what you're doing. So Luke can speak to the training part of it. So, yeah. And, and again, I, I have to agree completely with, with what Bo was saying those first months when you're inside the professional wrestling ring, the bruises, the bumps, the pain. Uh, I mean, again, they, they talk about blood, sweat, and tears. And a lot of times when you're training to become a pro wrestler, and Bo hopefully will agree with me in this, is that you you know that when you're learning to be a pro wrestler, that this is a lot of people say, oh, it's a trampoline, or oh, it's this, or oh, it's that. No, it's not. It is a legitimate sport. It is a contact sport. It's a physical sport. And there are nights where you're going to hurt. And you're going to hurt a lot. Um, one of the things I was going to ask you here, and Chris brought up a great point in training. Um, do you remember or can you share anything that really stuck with you during your time training to become a pro- professional wrestler? Any kind of words of wisdom or any stories that you had or anybody that you remember from training school that you remember that kind of really stood out to you on your quest to become a pro wrestler? Um. Some people will laugh at me, but just the phrase, no, sir, comes to mind every time I hear that. Uh, there was a running joke about uh, Flex Phenom, and I got to speak with him about it. Apparently, it is very true that he ended up in a match one time with somebody. They called a spot, and he heard it clearer than he thought he did, turned around, gave the guy a punch, and said, no, sir. And I'm like, why is that always sticky with me? Somebody said, because that's your way to remember you can always say no. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, do you remember your first, do you remember where, where, where and when and who your first match was against? If my memory serves correct, my very first match. Oh, what is his ring name now? Cause I can't even remember what his ring name was then. <laughs> it was another student that was up there. He was my first match that I can clearly remember. And it was up at the House of Pain on an open house night. Mm-hmm. It was, for a lack of better word here, garbage. <laughs> um, you know, that that is like a, whenever I ask someone about their first match, they're always like, it was hot garbage. It was, it was not good at all. It was, you know, it was, oh, it was you know. Well, for but, anybody that doesn't understand the significance of the House of Pain or as it used to be known, the Neil Superior Wrestling Training Facility. Um, there's no air conditioning. There's no airflow. It is mid-spring, maybe late spring. We are Ooh. 30 people in the crowd. We are now, we'll just, I'll pull a random pinpoint here. We are five minutes into this match. We are getting ready to wrap up the heat and go into the comeback. Neither one of us can breathe. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like, I mean, 
a lot of the training centers I think are like I, I wonder if they make the training centers like that on purpose to try to make you maybe get your cardio up and you know I, I would have to think that that's the big reason why they do it. It teaches you how to better train your breathing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to agree there. I mean, had an opportunity. I've been to a lot of professional wrestling schools all across the country. I had an opportunity. I've been to schools in Ohio. I've been to schools here in the St. Louis area. I've been to schools down in the, in the greater Memphis area. And again, that's one of those when you're, when you're getting in the professional wrestling ring, you're learning the sport of professional wrestling. It's tough. And I have to ask, and again, this is one of those that a lot of people um, have been asking me. You seem like a very straightforward kind of guy, a guy that I definitely would not want to mess with inside the squared circle. If you were going to share with us what makes you the boss? Hmm. You are the very first person to ask that question. So let me see if I can answer this correctly without messing up. What makes me the boss is the fact that I've got that military training to fall back on to. I have a well of not just moves, submission holds, certain things I can do that just give me that little bit of an edge. Plus, there's two things in the Marine Corps that we learn. One of them is adapt and overcome. Mm-hmm. I might not be in a winning situation right now, but once I figure out what you're doing, you're done. The other thing they teach us, never surrender. I got to tell you, boss, that's, that's definitely two major points. I mean, again, when it comes down to it, when you're inside the ring, adaptability is huge. There are going to be times when you're inside the ring and your opponent's bringing a high-flying style and you've got to ground them. Or they're wanting to bring a fight to you and you want to be able to lock them in submission holds so that you're not going to get, to be, on, to be quite honest, you're not going to get punched in the face. Or you're not going to have them take care of stuff like that. But, I mean, again, that's a great explanation of what makes you the boss. Now, uh, I'm going to go ahead real quick here. I know, Hoss, you've been waiting patiently. Uh, I know that you've had an opportunity to be in contact with, with Bo Ross here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you uh, for our next couple of questions uh, right here tonight with the boss, Bo Ross, on the Russell Talk podcast. All right. Thank you, uh, Luke. Now, I know that you have helped in the past with some of the training of some of the newcomers in the business. And, you know, some of our listeners out there are people who – they would love to be a professional wrestler, but they're not sure how to start at it or anything. So could you describe what uh, what someone goes through when they enter into a training facility to train to be a professional wrestler? Well, I'll be the first to spoil this to everybody who's ever thought about stepping foot in a dojo, training center, gym, whatever you choose to call it or whatever they choose to call it, wherever you go to. You're immediately going to be awestruck. It's going to be a lot to take in. You're not going to know where to look. You're not going to know what to say. You're going to be nervous. And it's okay. We've all been there. Every single one of us has ever stepped through those same doors as you has done it. We've been nervous. We've been clammy. We've been stumbling over our own words, trying to ask questions, been in a hurry. That's the other thing. Slow down. Mm -hmm. 
quit trying to learn everything all at once. You're not going to learn how to do this overnight. You're not going to learn three holds on Wednesday, wake up Friday, a superstar. Just, I can't say it fully doesn't happen, but it's realistically not going to happen. But be a sponge. Ask questions. Know when to keep your mouth shut. Pay your dues. <laughs> yes, pay your dues. Always. If, 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 the, if, the, if the dojo is running a show and they need help setting up, or like if they're doing a show someplace and they need help setting up a ring, go set up a ring. Yes, put some chairs. That's, that's where I was ch- exactly where I was heading it to. <laughs> was get in there, pay those dues, help set up the ring, learn how that ring is put together, help tear that ring down. The, the faster they get it set up, the more time they could turn to you and go, oh, hey, you've been training for a couple months. Hey, I've been trying to work on something. Can you get in here and roll around me for a minute? Or maybe you might have that time where a more experienced guy's like, hey, what are you learning right now? Let me see it real quick. There's so many different routes it can go. And then you never know. It could be a big enough event, say, 1,000 people coming in. They might need somebody to help run security because there might be potential issues that could arise from something that might happen at the last show that you weren't there for. You, you just never know. You could end up being a runner. I did that at a show one time. I ran from table to owner, back to table, back to backstage, ran gorilla for five minutes because there was something confusing going on. Right. I, I've seen just about every aspect of this except commentary. Me, anything me, I haven't done. Me, me and Luke have been around. The only thing I put, I don't, I have the only two things I haven't done in being in the wrestling is be, is actually be a competitor in the ring and be a manager. Luke has done a little bit of everything. Luke is, Luke is a wrestler, a referee, commentator, runs the media for Dynamo Pro Wrestling. I can't tell you how many times we set up rings and chairs and spent hours alone with just us and the promoter because no one would come help us. I mean, it's just, I mean. Yeah, and Chris, one of the things was brought up, and again, thank you, uh, Haas, for bringing that up a few minutes ago. Uh, One of the messages that we had here in the comments was wear as many hats as you can. Learn everything. And that's one of the things, Bo, you've been around wrestling for quite a while. Chris, you have been. Haas, you followed professional wrestling for many, many years. One of the things in professional wrestling is you're always learning. It doesn't matter whether you've been in wrestling one day or, in my case, pushing 35 years. You always learn something new. And I always think back to uh, a speech from the late legendary Hall of Famer Harley Race. And he talks about there's not a greater feeling in the world than being under those bright lights. And I also look at something you told me a long time is the day you don't you walk through that curtain and you don't get goosebumps. That's the day when you're done. And I'll tell you right now, 30 plus years later, it still is that huge rush of adrenaline. Doesn't matter whether you're commentating or you're hyping up the show or you're in the main event or you're setting up chairs. That energy, that excitement is a level that. Words can't describe. I, I mean, I've I've been around. I mean, Luke knows how long I've been around for. And one day they needed someone. The uh, the promoter who was our is, runs the sound couldn't or the, the regular sound guy couldn't be there. And he asked that, hey, we have another announcer here. Can you run sound? I'm like, sure, why not? I mean, what? I mean, I'll do anything that's needed to be done. So I've sat at the merchandise table, sold merchandise for people at the other shows. So nothing is beneath you. At least that's that's what that's my opinion. I don't know what Bo thinks of that. So nothing nothing in the business is beneath you. No, you're completely right, and she was right as well with that comment. Wear as many hats as you can. If you've hit a point where you're feeling a little stale learning wrestling, maybe give refereeing a try. Maybe give managing a try. You, you just never know where you could be used for something. 
somebody needs an interference spot done in their match, maybe a quick little, hey, I, you know, I could run past the ring for you if that would help out, you know, help eliminate them having to run around the locker room trying to figure out if they're supposed to be somebody doing it or if they can just have some Yahoo sit out in the crowd and do it. Right. It's very just- true, very true. Haas, uh, like I said, I, I want to go ahead and throw things back over to you because I know you got one more, at least one more question that's brewing in your mind there as we've got the boss, Bo Ross, right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast this evening. Uh, and uh, first off, shout out to Danica Myers for that comment there. She actually will be our second hour guest next week. So it's we look cool forward to have to all our, people coming on the program here tonight. Yeah, we, we look forward to our interview with her. But uh, Bo, all right, it's time to put you to work here for a minute. All right. Now, next, not this Saturday, but next Saturday is the Turkey Brawl in Martinsburg, West Virginia at WDWA. Oh, what a great name for a show. Sorry. <laughs> they, they actually have a match called the Turkey Brawl, and they put a football in the middle of the ring, and I believe it's five minutes? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Whoever, whatever wrestler possesses that football at the end of 10 minutes wins a turkey. But if they fumble it at the end of that 10 minutes and a fan catches it, the fan gets that turkey. Nice. Wow. So, um, but one match that has been announced for that is yourself, the boss, Bo Ross versus Willie Radical of the Radical Stars. Should he be watching? What do you have to say to Willie Radical? Uh, where to start with this, Willie? Because uh, this isn't our first dance, so to speak. This has become a very old hat. You helped get me to where I'm at. And you seem to be riding off towards the stars. Think you need to be grounded back down to earth. Nothing a front end alignment can't fix. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Them's fighting words. <laughs> oh, like I said, I, I got to tell you right now, I would definitely be worried when you're standing across the ring from the boss, Bo Ross. Now, now Bo, I got to ask you, you, you've got a lot of knowledge. You had a lot of, of world experience. And there are a lot of wrestlers, as you talked about earlier, always learning, always being able to have knowledge at your disposal. If you were having the opportunity to have somebody uh, decide to sit under the learning tree of the boss, what would be the advice that you would give an up-and-coming wrestler? The best piece of advice I could give somebody just breaking in is very similar to what I gave earlier because it's two pieces, and I want those two pieces to stick with them no matter what. And that is to be a sponge and slow down. Don't rush your way to the top. Okay, very, very good points here. Now, I'm going to go ahead. Hoss put you to work a little bit earlier on. I'm going to put you to work, but a little bit of a different, a little bit of a different tangent. Okay. You, you followed professional wrestling for many years. We talked about it earlier, going back to the days of watching on the rabbit ears. When you were first watching pro wrestling, who was that one wrestler that you felt, now this is somebody that I can connect with. This is somebody that I can associate with. 
a lot of that for me didn't kick in as a kid. As a kid, I was just kind of drawn to wherever the crowd went and even through a little bit of the attitude era. I was so just kind of, oh, the crowd's going this way. I'm going that way. Just kind of being a sheep. It wasn't until I started hitting my teenage years that I started to realize, wait a minute, I start to resonate with a couple of people. And I'm pretty sure even Haas can back me up on this. If you pay attention to any of my matches, there's three wrestlers that will come to mind very, very quick that you could pick up on in my style. The first one is the big boss man with that hard-hitting, high-impact style. The second one is the undertaker with very precise, precision striking. And the third is Mick Foley. So does that mean you're going to jump off a cage at some point? We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Bo, during the, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic and everything. What did you do to keep yourself sharp? Because I, I know a lot of events were, can't, you know, events were going down throughout the whole 2020, 2020 and 20, early 2021. What were you doing to keep yourself sharp? Were you, were you able to still work doing maybe some empty arena shows? What, what did you do to stay sharp in the wrestling business? Um, I actually lucked out that my shoot job kind of switched directions, so to speak. I went from doing actual mechanic work to working in a tire warehouse. So as far as staying physically in shape, I had that kind of groundwork pretty much laid down because it's eight hours a day. Pick tire up, put tire down. Pick tire up, put tire down. Move tire over here. Move tire over there. Oh, wait, we got how many in? Move them over here. And then when I wasn't doing that, um, I actually live close enough to a couple of buddies of mine that I've been training with that we would get together either my place, their place, and we would just chain, chain wrestle just to keep timing where it needs to be and make sure we're not getting rusty. Right. I mean, cause, cause I know a lot of people, there were people, there were some shows around the country that would work and they would do empty arena shows and stuff like that. But there's a lot of wrestlers that, during that time they didn't have any shows that so they had to do different things to keep physically shape shape and stuff like that so it's, it's good to hear that it sounds like your shoot job keeps you in, in physical physical shape but you also have to keep your mind straight so maybe it was a lot of tape watch we say tape watching now but video watching and you know maybe just learning a little extra you know going back and watching a few big boss man matches even going back to probably the you probably went back to the big Bubba Rogers days whenever what Ray Trailer was was that was that gimmick so it's kind of all worked together. Yeah, I, I definitely spent a many an hour between the WWE Network and Peacock and YouTube just plucking away at matches, just kind of going, okay, what can I take from this? What can I take from that? Did they do something differently than what I'm doing? Wait, we use the same move. How are they using it? How am I using it? Just a, a lot of apples to apples. A few apples to oranges pop up here and there, but. You got to learn something new every now and then. So you did mention front end alignment. Is that the name of your finishing move? Is that what it is? That, is that the name of your finishing move? Or Yes. The front end alignment is my finisher. It is a double arm DDT, very similar to the uh, Future Shock DDT or even the Dirty Deeds. Ah, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's, 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 that's kind of, I, f I figured when you mentioned that, I'm like, well, that's probably the name of finishing move. So it goes with his mechanic gimmick. So, you know, so uh, Luke, what you got? Well, right now, I mean, we've got the boss, Bo Ross, here on the Russell Talk podcast. Now, now, um, Bo, I've got one more question I'm going to ask you. We had a couple things to take care of here before we conclude our interview here tonight. 
I'm going to ask you, I mean, you've been around wrestling for a while. You've, you've traveled the world. You've been experiencing a lot of things. When your career comes to a close, many, many years down the road, many championships that you will have the opportunity to hold, what will wrestling fans say about the boss, Bo Ross? I hate to quote Stone Cold, but tough SOB. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Haas could definitely attest for me on this one. Some of the fans that are paying attention in here too. I think I've only submitted once that I can recall. Another time I've passed out. And for the most part to beat me, you've had to knock me out. If that doesn't define toughness, I don't know what does. It sounds pretty tough to me. I don't know about you, Luke, but that sounds pretty tough to me. Oh, I, I agree most definitely. And I've and I got one more question here. You bring it up, your toughness. And again, I've heard from, from Haas on many occasions about you, you're the toughness of the boss inside the ring. What's one match that you've never competed in but want to? Mm. There's a couple of those, actually. I don't necessarily have opponents in mind. But at some point, I'd like to take part in a war game style match. I feel like that would be a lot of fun. And then I just want to have a regular cage match. I've already done the hardcore. I've done street fight. I've done bunkhouse rules. I've done a weird outside in cage match where you start the match outside the cage and whoever can get to the bell inside the cage wins. That kind of threw me for a loop that night, but we got through it. Um have you ever yes. done a, have you ever done a fans bring the weapons match? I have not. I have I will come clean. I have not approached fully on that end of the hardcore round. Ah. Uh not saying it's not my thing. I do enjoy the matches with weapons. I do love showing the versatility there that it takes to be able to go real quickly, oh wait, I could use that or wait, no, that's not gonna do any good and go to the next thing. Well, I, I think Luke remembers the ones fans bring the weapons match that we back that we were a part of way back in the day that someone actually brought the stop sign from the uh, from the from the street outside the arena uh, in, into the concrete and all concrete and all they carried like four people were carrying Anchor, post, sign. We're carrying um, this we're, we're carrying the sign and then obviously the weirdest thing that we also saw was a frozen chicken pot pie. So <laughs> Like I said, in, in, in all the years professional, I've seen we're, a lot of, a we're, lot of we're, crazy we're things. A little, we're a little weird in St. Louis. What can we say? <laughs> so, I mean, I, yeah. I've heard of people bringing the entire kitchen sink, but um, a frozen chicken pot pie. I got to write that one down. <laughs> oh, I got to write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like I said, I mean, again, it's one of those where when you have those hardcore matches, anything can be expected. And speaking of a hardcore match, speaking of toughness, we do have something that we participate in every week. And I'm going to go ahead – uh, Bo, uh, one thing we have before we close out our interview with you tonight is what we like to call the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. And oh, what boy. it is, it is an opportunity for you, the boss, Bo Ross, a man with knowledge well beyond your years, to take part in a best of two out of three falls trivia contest with one of the hosts of the WrestleTalk Podcast. Would you be up for that challenge this evening? You know what? Let's do it. What's worse that happens? I lose. 
Yeah, like I said, you haven't you haven't lost too many when it comes to submission or other than knockout or passing out. So and and, and, and let's be honest, the host, the host, that whoever is going to be picked to do the host are just uh, we're not very good at this game. So, uh. <laughs> well, Chris, I got to tell you right now, I had a conversation before we went on the air with Haas, and Haas felt very confident that he could win the game show challenge. He felt extremely confident that oh, tonight well. he was going to go as far. As challenging the boss. Well, let's I don't do remember it. this conversation. I, well, <laughs> I, I remember. I remember it. I, I think we forgot to include you. So, well, well, like I said, we're going to go ahead and actually, if you would be so kind, uh, Hoss, to go ahead, we've got a little bit of intro music to prepare for tonight's game show challenge. So, Hoss, if you would be so kind, would you go ahead and hit the music for tonight's episode of the world famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another installment of the world-famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contestants in this best two-out-of-three falls matchup are the boss, Bo Ross, and the Russell Talk Podcast's own Hardcore Hoss. Now, gentlemen, here's what's going to happen. In a few moments, I'm going to give you information about three professional wrestling topics. I will ask you a question when you think you know the answer you shout out the answer. The first one to get two out of three correct will be the winner. Bo, do you understand the rules? Yes. Hoss, I think you're, you're pretty familiar with this game. Am I correct? Yeah. All right. And Chris, tonight you're actually going to have a job as a part of the Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Am I gonna you're going to be the official scorekeeper. You're okay. going to identify who's chiming in first. Okay, I will. If Ty goes to the person that pays me, Venmo's me the most money. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, now tonight's game show challenge category is in honor of our our guest. Tonight's category is what is in a name. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you several names related to a well-known professional wrestling. Family. Your task is to identify the wrestling family. For example, if I said Brandy, Cody, Dustin, and Dusty, you would reply the Rhodes family. We have three questions. Whenever you think you know the family that I'm talking about, shout out your answer. Boss, are you ready? I'm ready. Hoss, are you ready? Ready. Okay. Wrestling family number one. Gene. Brock. Ole. Arn. Anderson family. Uh, Bo. Bo was in first. Bo gets the first fall in this best two out of three falls contest. That was the Anderson family. Very good. Right now, the score is one fall to nothing in favor of the boss. Gentlemen, are you ready for question number two? Ready. 
Okay, here we go. Number two. David. Reed. Charlotte. Flair. Hardcore Hoss. Hoss, Hoss, Hoss gets get point two. Hoss gets a point. We're at one fall apiece. Now, gentlemen, it's time for that all, all important in deciding third fall. This one you're going to have to put on your thinking caps good and tight. Boss, are you ready? I'm ready. Hardcore Hoss, are you ready? Ready. All right. Here is our third and final fall. Jess. Linda. Shane. McMahon. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Chris, we got to go to the tape. Chris? I'm going to give it to Bo. He he came in just a little bit ahead of Haas, so Bo's going to be the winner. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with a score of two falls to one, our winner of tonight's game show challenge is the boss, Bo Ross. Uh, Mr. Soundman, would you be so kind? Do we have a little bit of celebration music? Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it first. The boss, Bo Ross, victorious as a part of the world-famous game show challenge here tonight on the Russell Talk podcast. Bo, I first of all want to say thank you for the opportunity to uh, talk with you here tonight on the program. Again, when I heard uh, Hoss uh, had taken the time and you had uh, talked with us about coming on the program, I was very much looking forward to this. And again, it was our honor and privilege to have you here on the program tonight. For those that want to follow the boss, Bo Ross, how can they follow you uh, throughout this wonderful world of professional wrestling? Well, the best place to find me is directly on Facebook. Look up Boss Bo Ross. Should be able to find it pretty easily. Uh, other than that, follow WDWA, World Domination Wrestling Alliance, Facebook page. Uh, whenever I'm in a match, it's usually up on there. I'm currently in process right now of recovering from everything from the pandemic, trying to get my name back out, get back to some of these other places. I understand they had to fill in with, you know, more local people with uh, travel and everything being restricted as it is, but now things are opening back up, uh, trying to get my name back out there, but Facebook's the best place to find me right now. All right. Well, like I said, I want to say thank you for coming on the program tonight. Chris Haas, do you have any final words before we say uh, farewell this evening to the boss, Bo Ross? No, I just want to say thank you for coming on. Hope the hope that you had a good time, and we hope to see you again real soon. Oh, I had a blast. Yeah, th- thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, I will see you next weekend at WDWA, and uh, just look forward to it. Oh, I know something you forgot to bring up, Haas. Uh-oh. We were talking about this at the last show when they had the women's tournament that there's still a lot of tension out there after the way I beat Shane Malice and you didn't bring it up. You didn't ask about it. Well, well, you know what? Well, let's talk about Shane Malice. What did Shane what did you do to Shane Malice? I beat Shane Malice clean. Wow. Clean. That's now, impressive. That really is. is. There is some word of some controversy. I have not gone back and looked at the tape, but supposedly 
he kicked out just before the three. From what I was told from my people, it was right at three, which leaves it to the referee's discretion. So I'll just kind of leave that out there to the public. So, I so, strongly believe I beat him clean. So, I heard three and I heard a bell. So there's a little controversy going on. And they always, say the re- they always say the rest decision is final. Did the ref mm-hmm. raise your hand? Ref raised my hand. I was in disbelief when I heard the three in the bell, and I had to back away. I was like, no, you're telling me the truth, because I still kind of don't believe that I won, even Luke, with my hand raised. Luke, but, you're, you're, Luke, you're the senior referee on this panel. What, what, what do you think? Well, I, I have to agree with the guest. I mean, if, if the hand comes down for three, it ultimately is the referee's decision's final. And, and if he walked out of his last match with Shane Mallison with his arm raised in the air, then that does go in the record books as a victory for the boss. So are we going to get a rematch between you and Shane Malice anytime soon? Well, I got to pull some strings. Yeah. Got to pull some strings because he got fired for laying his hands on uh, your guest for next week, actually multiple times. Oh, Um, who actually says that uh, the clean part is quite impressive because you usually win with wrenches. All right, all right. Nobody, nobody needs the, the, the comments in the peanut gallery. So you might want to hurry this up a little bit. Oh, no, wait, wait. I got a way to turn that around. I got a way to turn that around. I'll use a racing analogy since I am sitting here in my sim rig that I didn't want to really talk about. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. It doesn't matter if I hit you with the wrench or I hit you with the front end alignment or I just hit you with a suplex. Ref says three, match is over. So so I take it that you and Dan, uh, uh, Danica have a little bit of a history maybe with uh, as a referee and wrestler combo or is this, what, is, is this something that goes back? Is there a deep-seated hatred? What's going on here? I don't know. I may have made a mistake one time when she was refing one of my matches and she told me to get off the guy and quit choking him. And I turned and said, you're not my mom. (laughs) Wow. Oh no. That's not, that's not a way to make a good impression. Um, So, so we're going to, so we have a lot, we're going to have to, let's make some notes for next week. And we'll, we're going to, we'll have to talk to Danica about this, about what's going, what's going on here. I mean, all I know is ever since that incident, I can only think of one time she's raised my hand in victory. Don't so hold me to she, that. Oh. So is, she, is she holding a grudge against you? Maybe. Well, you know, maybe, some, maybe there's something I'm not aware of. Maybe she likes me. I don't know. Is there? Is there? But referees are supposed to be calling it down the line. I mean, I referees don't. Referees are impartial. Referees are impartial. So, uh, kind of hated him ever since. Wow. That's, you know something, there, gentlemen? There go. I gotta tell. I gotta tell you, this is definitely getting a little, a little bit more heated than I was expecting here this evening. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we're, we're so we have a lot to. I think next week we got a lot to talk about with Danica. So Danica, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna delve into this whole you and Bo Ross thing next week. Next week, so maybe uh, maybe we can get some answers as to why there's so much uh, animosity between the two of you. But I gotta tell you right now, thus far, from what we've gotten from the boss Bo Ross, I mean, he's been pretty much on the level thus far. And again, Bo, thank you for joining us here tonight. Hopefully, we can get to the bottom of this. And like I say, WDWA. If you want to see the boss, Bo Ross, make it a point to check out WDWA. A lot of great wrestling action, and you're going to see this man who's on the screen right now, the boss, Bo Ross, in action. Bo, again, thank you very much for coming on the Wrestle Talk podcast. It's an honor and a privilege to have you a part of the Wrestle Talk family, and we look forward to having you back on, hopefully, in the in the coming weeks. Hey, you're very welcome. This has been a blast, and I will definitely come back. 
and, oh. and give us a shout out on that we'll, we'll put the we'll get the link up there to the to the wrestle talk podcast where people can that maybe didn't get a chance to uh uh tune in tonight they can they can catch your pot they can catch the podcast on the wrestle talk podcast website so all right well both thank you very much for coming on the program we look forward to seeing you soon and good luck at your next upcoming event with wdwn thank you all right right. well ladies and gentlemen that was the boss bo ross we've had a great night here and gentlemen we still got just a couple minutes i know we're getting close i didn't didn't think i didn't think the end of that interview was going to go that way that was not how i expected (laughs) and you know we're going to get part two of that next week when we have as our guest person who's really kind of giving us some some extra added information here this evening I gotta tell you I'm looking forward here next week not only to be able to be a part of the Russell Talk podcast team and a part of the Russell Talk podcast family but the opportunity to have the night owl here to be a part of that interview that's going to be I th- it's, lot, it sounds a lot like more some, questions are going to be posed next week. I, I think if I'm not a, if not if I'm not co-host <laughs> next week, I'm going to be I'm going to be tuned in. I'm going to be tuned in next week. So, all right, we'll we'll run the program here tonight. But but as I told you at the beginning of the program here tonight, Hardcore Hoss, can you hit that breaking news sounder one more time? Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much for the introduction, Chris. That was almost perfect, just like you always do each and every time you step behind the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, it is my honor and privilege to announce the 32 combatants in the third installment of the Wrestle Talk podcast, Wrestle Madness Tournament. The fans of the Wrestle Talk podcast have voiced their opinions, and we have now officially determined the 32 women's wrestlers that will be taking part in the Wrestle Madness 3 tournament, which will take place on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, right here live on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I do, before we announce the 32 wrestlers <laughs> that will be taking part in the tournament, I want to thank the committee for this tournament bracket. Uh, determination. I want to thank our good friend, Tom Simon. I want to thank Earl Mangrum. I want to thank our good friend from over at WCWC, multi-time guest on the program, guest last week. Jeff Manning. I also want to thank John Cosper. And I want to thank David Buckler from Wrestle Connects. I also want to thank, again, I want to thank John Cosper from EatSleepWrestle.com, where you can get a lot of great wrestling books. And also, I want to thank our good friend, Tom Simon, again. Uh, this time, this tournament is a very well-rounded tournament. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get things started uh, so the listeners here the program can be prepared. And again, if you feel that there's some matches that you'd like to express your uh, input, your opinion on, make it a point on the <laughs> Russell Talk Podcast social media to voice your concerns. Voice your opinions. Voice your thoughts as we get prepared for Wrestle Madness 3. I will tell you, as the Wrestle Talk podcast, Wrestle Madness tournaments have always done, the first bracket definitely delivers. The opening match of the tournament will feature the fabulous Moolah taking on Trish Stratus. The second contest, Cora Combs taking on Penny Banner. 
The third matchup, Bull Nakano taking on Malaya Hosaka. And the fourth match in the first bracket is Kay Noble taking on China. Moving on to the second bracket, two wrestlers that are no strangers to one another, Wendy Richter takes on Leilani Kai. Joyce Grable takes on Medusa Michelli. Judy Martin takes on Charlotte Flair. And Natalia takes on well-known international wrestler Marcella. At this point, I'm going to go ahead and bring back onto the uh, program here uh, Chris Rodell and Hardcore Hoss. Uh, gentlemen, we've announced half of our 32 wrestlers for this women's wrestling tournament. Any surprises? Anybody that you feel um, surprised that they are a part of the tournament? Anybody that you thought would definitely be in this tournament? No. I mean, I think we've got... 16 other, but 16 other to go. Like, yeah, yeah, six and 32. Yeah, 16 other to go. So maybe we'll talk about it after after the last 16 are entered. At least that's mine. I think, I think you're the main match out of that first group is uh, Mula and uh, Trish. Hoss, your thoughts thus far? Yeah, I, I don't think there's anybody that's really been left out. Uh, as he said, that you know, there's 16 more to go and. So anybody that I'd be looking for that isn't already there, they may be in the uh, last 16. So let's see who they uh, say. Uh, let's see who they are and uh, take it from there. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the Wrestle Talk podcast, we're going to go ahead and unveil the other 16 wrestlers in Wrestle Madness 3. The, th- the first match of the third bracket is Mildred Burt taking on June Byers. Elvira Snodgrass taking on Princess Victoria. Becky Lynch makes the tournament, taking on Mickey James. And the last match of the third round, or the third bracket, Gladys Gillum taking on Ivory. The final bracket of the Wrestle Madness 3 tournament. Mae Young taking on Sherry Martell. Aja Kong taking on Judy Grable. Miko Satamora taking on Minami Toyota. And the final match of the first round of the Wrestle Talk podcast, Wrestle Madness 3, Awesome Kong taking on Beth Phoenix. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the 32 wrestlers for the third Wrestle Madness tournament. Once again, that will be taking place live on the Wrestle Talk podcast the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time, right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Gentlemen, I got to ask, we're already starting to get some comments here on the uh, Wrestle Talk Podcast feed. Gentlemen, I got to ask you, what do you think of the field for Wrestle Madness 3? Pretty well, pretty well rounded, you know. You got a lot of old, older wrestlers, you got a lot of new, newer people, you know. So I think it'll be, well, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Okay, Hoss, I got to ask you, you were one of those that was wanting to bring in, and we've got somebody bringing up here right off the bat. Where is Asuka? Asuka was not one of those wrestlers, was considered, but did not make the final 32. Thank you, Susie, for bringing that up. But Asuka was not one of the final 32. Hoss, this point, any thoughts about the tournament brackets in the opening round? Um, I, I think it's going to be interesting, uh, especially with some of those brackets, you know. 
Um, of and, course, as usual, some of them are easier than others. Uh, but it's definitely going to be an interesting thing. Um, just one name that didn't make it that personally I would have liked to have seen was uh, Lita. Of course, then again, this, that's my next wife. So, you know. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Oh, this once, just, once again, another commentary by Haas here this evening. Um, ladies and gentlemen, again, I want to thank the committee for bringing forth a great field for the Russell Madness three tournament. Uh, again, if you have any, uh, input, your thoughts, your comments, your opinions, was there somebody that was left out? Was there somebody that you feel, uh, should have been, uh, announced earlier in the tournament? Make it a point. Follow us on social media. Give us your thoughts. We're going to have these uploaded. Uh, I believe right now we're hoping <laughs> to have those up first thing in the morning, so you can kind of give your input. And again, as a reminder, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, you're going to have the opportunity to see these discussions. When we have, uh, wow, uh, Susie bringing out here double wedding, Haas and Lita, and herself and Steve Austin. Uh, again, definitely something that we're, we, I don't know if we can arrange that, but again, it's one of those where you can see wrestlers and fans uh, being supported here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Gentlemen, I can tell you right now, Wrestle Madness 3 going to be brought forth. You're going to have Luke Roberts, Chris Rodell, the maestro Jeremy Carp, the Night Owl, Renee Martinez, Hardcore Haas is going to be here. Gentlemen, I got to tell you, great show tonight. And, and Joe, and Joe, and Joe. And Joe's going to come in and use his golden ticket on demolition when he can't really do it this year. So <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to be able to, to forget that a first round golden ticket. But like I said, we're going to have a great opportunity, a great show uh, here tonight. Chad Clark, IPO Sports Marketing, making that huge blockbuster announcement for Celeb Fest 3. Adam Cole, and oh, hold on, I got to get this back again here because I got to get Hoss ready. Celeb Fest 3, as Chad Clark earlier announced earlier tonight, the headliner is Adam Cole. Bad, bad. All right. We got that taken care of. We also had the boss, Bo Ross, here. Once again, we want to thank all of our great sponsors who were a part of tonight's program. We want to thank all the great viewers of the Russell Talk podcast who came on the program tonight with your questions. Make it a point. Follow us on social media. Check us out, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Lots of great information. Lots of great things coming up here on the Russell Talk Podcast. And you know what? You need to be keeping an eye on that feed because I know Haas and I were talking. I know Chris and I were talking. There is in the works relatively soon. We are going to have a very special episode of the Russell Talk Podcast. We're not going to share too much more right now, but you need to make sure you follow the Russell Talk Podcast on social media, but we're going to have a very special episode coming up in the upcoming days with somebody that a lot of people from the Wrestle Talk podcast are going to be familiar with. And it's going to be a very memorable, very special episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Gentlemen, great show. Uh, again, we kind of a uh, little bit longer than normal tonight, but I think it was a very good show. Any final thoughts, Chris? No, I think it was a great show. Two great guests, great wrestling talk. You know, I, I we could do this. Well, I guess we'll do this again next week. I, I don't know if I'll be here next week, but uh, I, I would deny all is going to return next week. He said so. We'll, we're good. We're going to do this, and I hope everyone has a good week and stay safe. Hardcore Hoss, your thoughts? <clears throat> Just uh, 
Looking forward to network uh, next week. Well, it seemed to be tongue tied tonight for some reason, but uh, looking forward to next week. You know, we've had a great show tonight. Uh, we've already mentioned that next week we have uh, Danica Myers coming up, great referee. Uh, we also have El Maton Cisco will be here next week. So, you know, look forward to the both of them and uh, just look forward to bringing you guys out there more great content. All right. All right. I, I honestly, John, I don't think I could have said it much better than myself. So, like I said, everybody, thank you for making the Russell Talk podcast what it is. We're getting dangerously close to that 370 marker. And again, before you know it, we're going to be delivering episode 400. I know it's still several episodes away, but we're getting close to 400 episodes of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And again, that's all because of the great sponsors we have. Also, we all of our great listeners here. And again, we're putting out here, if you look at the uh, scrolling screen, Everything Combat, King K Arcade, the eSports Bar, Kansas City, <coughs> Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation for all your transportation needs in the Kansas City area. Check them out. Painter Stream Productions, always making a great website for the Russell Talk Podcast, Rathbun Engraving, and of course, the world's greatest professional wrestling fantasy group, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. All great supporters of the Russell Talk Podcast. Gentlemen, it's been a great show. I look forward to seeing everybody again, each and every one of you next week, right here. On the Russell Talk and podcast, I, I, I and you know what? I guess I'll see you in the office tomorrow at some point. Maybe you know what, Chris? I'm thinking about it right now. Oh, that's right. You're going to be going. I think you're going to take a break some time. I think tomorrow it's going to be a great day in the office. It's the middle of the week. We got a lot of great wrestling talk to go through. And you know something? I've had a lot of people been sending me messages all night. I think the only fitting way to close out tonight's episode of the Russell Talk podcast one more time. I think it's time we got to break out that music one more time because I got to tell you that was pretty cool. Which music? You know what music? Are we talking about the Limp Biscuit ragtime? I got to tell you, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Unless you got something better, Hardcore Hoss. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked, everybody sucks You don't really know why, but you want to justify Ripping someone's head off No human contact, if you interact Life's on contract, your best bets to stay away Motherfucker, it's just one of those days It's all about the he says, she says, bullshit I think you better quit, let more slip